Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to Extreme PC UK podcast episode 25. Today is the 14th of January 2016 and I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. And also joining me on the show today is... Hello, my name is Hans and I'm Steam and Megal from Hell. Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. I'm Matthew and my Steam name is Downrange C. And you're new? I am new. How I did you get new. in here, young man? Well, yes. I first saw Lord's mates starting out in World of Warships. I knew a lot about that and I was helping him out. And then uh, I decided I wanted a PC because I was an Xbox. I'll go into that. Oh, uh, yeah, don't go into <laughs> that. <laughs> you were... <laughs> All you needed to say, I was an Xbox. <laughs> 360, not the new rubbish bit. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Nick helped me look for a computer. Uh, yeah, you was going to buy one, weren't you? I was going to build you one. Yeah, or something was... like that. And then uh, you found one on there. Uh, yeah, website. I found you. Because what it was basically... Which was much cheaper. Yeah, what it was, he's been saving up for ages because he's quite young. He's not uh, he's not the same age as us lot because we're old old gits. But, um, so he was, you was finding it hard with cash, weren't you? Yeah, so... I mean, yeah. Yeah, so he saved up, and, you know, instead of me taking his money and then building him a big gaming machine, I managed to find him one a lot cheaper. Yeah, you've got a good computer now, haven't you? Yeah, I think I, I got it for 740 and I'm pretty sure it's worth well over yeah. a grand, which, yeah. you know, I can't complain for my first computer. Well, yeah, anyway, congratulations good. on being in the master race. <laughs> yeah, congratulations <laughs> on getting away from your Xbox 360. They all come across good eventually. Times. <laughs> uh, right coming up on the show today we will be talking about vietnam 65 men of war assault squad hans is going to do a bit about racing wheels for us you know you all like the racing wheels i'm not really into them bit of breaking point in armor free and war thunder yeah firstly what i'd like to say to everybody before we get into the news the audio last week we had a few little issues with it game servers is who i host our team speak with and i don't know if any of you deal with them but if you do let me know how your service is because I, my one, who, whoever I'm sharing a server with out there, keeps getting DDoSed, and they keep just cutting my TeamSpeak off. So for anybody that actually does use our TeamSpeak, if it gets cut off, it will become back up pretty quick. I'm just in like going through the motions with them trying to get moved, but then we're going to get a different IP, which is a bit annoying because everybody will have to find a new address and stuff. So we're just looking out for that at the moment. So if it does cut off again, I'd say sorry now, but... Yeah, we did have a one-off cut-off last week. You'll notice halfway through the podcast, we had a little bit of issues. I managed to cut most of it out and hide it, but sorry about that. And do you know what the funny thing is? Game servers is frag, not lag. <laughs> change it to something like don't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been, I'm seriously, boys, I've been emailing them backwards and forwards, and they're like, oh, I'm really sorry, we can't help it. We keep getting DDoS attack. I was like, well, I'm paying you money every week to have a team speak every month. Isn't it only right if they're getting DDoSed all the time? It's obviously something they're up to. They're obviously in a server where there's so many people, it's got little kids in it, or something's going on dodgy where they're getting DDoSed so much. Because you know what? How often do people get DDoSed? I don't. I think it's quite rare if you're just normal people. You know? Yeah. It's only the ones with a massive, massive amount of people. So if I'm paying my money, they should move them off the server, I believe, not me. And uh, I've sent quite a lot of letters back and forth because I'm angry. Angry guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right, let's get before I keep getting into a bad mood, let's get on to the news. First off, my news. If you like collecting trading cards on Steam, I've found out the best news. Do any of you collect trading cards? Nope. No. Can, no. I, ask, can I ask why not? 
Because I gave you all mine. Because I just want to be, and I don't care about the rest. I was, I was waiting for all three of you to go, well, I gave you mine as well. And then the Jansen to go, well, I gave you mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> nah, basically, if you collect trading cards like I do, because I like to get my Steam XP up there, because every 10 levels, it unlocks a new feature on your Steam profile. So you can have new pictures, or you can have your favorite games, or you can do trades. Every 10 levels, like I say, updates to something else. So I always, what I normally do is with the cards that I get unlocked, because what happens is you play a game and you'll have like four cards for that game out of eight and it will drop them randomly when you're playing. So if you play for an hour, you'll get a card and it goes on and on and on. Now, my news is I found a program which is totally legit and above board. Yeah, There's nothing to say you can't use it. You can't get in trouble, I don't believe. And it's called Idle Master. What this does is, this is amazing if you actually do like the cards. What it does is you leave it running when you're away from your computer and what it does, it goes through your Steam library, even if the games aren't installed, it will make it simulate that game being played. So it will drop cards. So you go to bed at night, you leave this thing running, it comes up, it shows you a picture of the game you're, that it's playing, tells you how many cards, like I've got 270 cards to drop still. And it'll tell me, every 15 minutes it'll tell me what it's dropped and it'll just keep updating. And it's just amazing, like if you want to collect the cards, because you can just sell the cards, some of them are worth 11p. It's got a setting on it so that you can set it to the most expensive or rare cards. So even for you guys, you could just leave this thing running when you go to bed. In the morning, you'll have these cards, and then you could just put them on, on, the, on the sale. So like that's why you've been playing 24-7 then. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why I've been playing 24-7. <laughs> but it'll only be until I've got all the cards. Once I've got the all the cards, reason. I won't have to worry anymore, will I? <laughs> no, do you know what? The real reason for me why I do the XP and I want to get my Steam is because... Obviously, I'm a company, you know, I build gaming machines, I do upgrades, overclocking, I've got the community, we play games together. So for me, it's a really good way of getting, when you look at my profile, so when, when I friend people, the first thing they do is look at your profile, they see the computers I've built, they see some of the details about us, they see some of the comments we've got from our group. For me, I just think it's a good idea, you know, and like I said to Jansen, it'll be good for him as well, because he's got his own business doing it as well. Yeah, so, well, that, that's why, like, in the beginning, I wasn't bothered about cards. And like the others, in the beginning, I just gave you the cards that I had. Yeah. And, well, I swapped them for a couple of wallpapers, didn't I? Yeah. But, yeah, now it kind of makes sense now to actually save them. So, yeah, this is something I probably will actually use now. So I've gone from, like, not really caring about cards to actually wanting it to It does get them. quite addictive, though. It's like if you was an Xbox guy and used to want to get all the achievements gets to the point where you just... Every, what I normally do is, say I've got four cards, I need two more to get the complete set. What I'll do is, I will wait until I've bought a game, and when I've got like 20, 30p left on my account, I will then go ahead and use that to buy them last two cards. And what happens is, it will craft, it will spin around all the cards, and it will give you like a percentage off a game, like 90% off a random game. You'll get a background, you'll get an emoticon, or whatever you call them, I don't... Emoji con, how do you say it, Jansen, you know. Yeah, well, on there it says... Emoticon, doesn't it? But I've always known it as an emojicon. I'm not sure. I just sort of roll it all into one blurry noise. Yeah. People don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. But yeah, like it's really good because you can leave this program on, come back in the morning, there's loads of different cards. Yeah, uh, you do have to buy the other two cards or whatever for the collection you need, or you can trade them with other people. But it's giving you that start and that incentive to get your XP up there. I just want my profile to be massively long and have all my different bits on it. And, you know, so people come on there. Like, I actually invite some randoms into our um, Steam group sometimes. 
if I see someone's profile, I will just invite, if it's a really good profile, I'll invite them in because I'll be like, they've put a lot of care into their steam, you know? And that might just mean me being a bit funny and a weirdo, like stalking people. <laughs> but I came across once, once, yeah, and it was just random. I clicked on the guy's, and he might be listening, I clicked on the guy's uh, profile, just a random guy because it looked good. And what comes up? Burt Reynolds with a massive tash. And then all these like smoking the bandit cars behind or whatever. I was like, yeah, that's a cool dude. Invite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's so be honest, think- Nick. The only reason you collect these cards is so you can get a bigger uh, cough cough and um, rust. No, that's not that's to do the cards. That's to do with your Steam ID, isn't it? Like, oh, it is no, the XP, I'm, isn't it's it? It's the XP, yeah. Yeah. The XP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair point, fair point. King ding-a-ling. <laughs> but yeah, that's called Idol Master. You can download it. You can run it in the background. It's a really, really small uh, program. Where'd you get it's it? From Idol Master. Just go into Google, type in Idol Master. It comes up straight away. Cool. Or you can come to me and I'll sell it to you. <laughs> just joking <laughs> yeah you just put it up it runs it's got some good details on it as well like it tells you how many cards you've got left out of all your games it tells you how many games you've got left with card drops and it shows you the game until every 15 minutes it counts down to, to doing another run sort of thing but it's just a really good little program you ever made it it's a good idea you know part of me was thinking i wonder if steam made it you know because like it will it's, it works in both ways for them. Even though it's giving out the cards quickly and freely, it, it gives you the incentive to buy more cards so they'd make more money. Yeah, because we were saying this before, weren't we? Where yeah. it's, it's almost like when you collected football cards or trading cards, you, you fill the page and you've got one space left and it, you will have that incentive to just finish it off. And yeah. with this, it, it will speed things up, but you'll still have that thing of like, well, I only need to spend this bit here and that bit there. So yeah, yeah. 8p here and there. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's really clever what Steam have done because with the trading cards, they've made money out of nothing. They've created something from nothing that they're selling yeah. to people. You know, yeah. they go to the developers, they go, here, do you want to make some Steam trading cards? People can collect them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, all right then. So they do these four cards with these, with these pictures on. Wow, we'll sell them for 11p. They probably give some to the game. They put some in their pocket, you know. Money making all round, everybody's happy. And yeah. to us, we feel happy because we're getting a bigger profile. No, I'll check it out. When you get as sad as me, it means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my news for the day. Right, Hans, what news have you got? Well, I got a bit of funny news. Uh, has any of you ever played Call of Duty Black Ops 2? No. Yes. Yeah, is it Black Ops 2 I played or Black Ops 3? There's Black Ops 2 as well, I think. Yeah, the second one. Now, I haven't played it, so... But apparently, uh, there's a guy in there called Jonas Savimbi. Again, I don't know who he is. Apparently, he was a guerrilla rebel leader. Yeah. And because in that game he was depicted as a bad guy, three of his children are sued Activision for one million in damages. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, he died damages. in 2002 apparently, but yeah, his children don't see so him what, Call as of, is the... it And Call of Duty really focused this on a real person? I yes. have no idea. I haven't played it, so... <laughs> <laughs> I just thought was that... that was too funny not to mention. Was it in but... single player mode? I guess so. But I always thought, like, with games... Every, everything is fictional for that exact yeah. reason. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, the yeah, thing is with Call of Duty, though. Mode, apparently, in one of the first campaigns, you must aid him. Right, but he turned out to be a real bad guy, and his children don't think he's a bad guy, and now they're suing Activision for <laughs> one million. They grew up thinking, oh, our dad's so rich, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. Such a nice man. <laughs> the computer game yeah. comes out like everyone's shooting at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a bit of funny news, though. Oh, no, that's, that is a bit of funny news. What were you going to say, Downrange? I was saying, the thing is with Call of Duty, I mean, we can't really blame them for putting new ideas in. I mean, 
it's better than what they normally do and just put the same thing. I'm pretty sure a scene from Modern Warfare 2 has been used in two other Call of Duties since. Is it? The exact same <laughs> scene, just with different textures, By has the way, been people, used multiple times. I've got to let everybody know, Downrange is like a specialist on CSGO, oh. any first-person shooter, he's the man. Not any first-person shooter. Oh, he likes to think he's the man, but he's better than us, I've got to be Before, admit, admit yeah, the right, truth. All the Call of Duties, <laughs> uh, not the new ones. Not the new ones. We always talk about it, Downrange, how, like, opposite of what you just said, they always have to try and put something new in the game, which no one really likes, like jumping up walls or futuristic stuff, I just wind yeah. it up. Yeah, I hate that as well. I hate it. That I is will why not buy the game. That's why I like CSGO, because of the skins. At least you've got something that's continuously being able to be collected. But then I don't like paying for the keys, so shot himself in the foot there as well. I know there's a lot of people paying them, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is that your news then, Hans? Is yeah, it? that was my news bit. Jansen, I believe you've got no news today. Your news list. No, sorry. News list, man. Oh. <laughs> right, Downrange, what's your news? I bet it's time to do with CSGO. Well, unfortunately, it is. <laughs> ding, ding, we have a winner. <laughs> right, okay. This is shown on the home screen of Counter-Strike. What, right now? Yep, yeah, right now. If you relaunch it, it'll be there, okay? In 2015 was an incredible year for the Counter-Strike community, with over 10 million unique players launching CSGO last month. And now, players joining us every day. We're excited to see where it'll take us in the upcoming year. Celebrate the community's success we're starting a new year by shipping a big visual upgrade to first-person arms, hands, and glove models. So, <laughs> so all of that, all that effort, you got some new gloves. Yes. And, and the hands. <laughs> the hands look a bit oh, better, mate. Oh, the hands look a bit better, so they really the, push the, the boat out. The hands do look a bit better. They didn't yes. do like, we're going to do some limited edition gold guns that are going to be millions of pounds or whatever. They went, we'll give you some gloves. Yes. Do you the have gloves, the gloves look like the old gloves, but a little bit nicer? Yeah, they look they're, they're right. They're a bit bigger, right? Um, you got some more defined knuckles. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're pretty insane. Pretty <laughs> insane. They also so they are worth it then. You made out that they were rubbish. Oh, oh, mate, that mate, you could pay for them. You know what I mean? Why don't that that could be the new big thing? You know, pay for your skins. On. You pay for yeah. No, no, they don't. No. Is that, that coming that's in? That's what they could add. Is... Is that something that's going to come in, or do Mate, you just make that up? Think, if they're thinking up of the R8 revolver, then you never know what could come up. I don't know what the well, R8 I guess revolver. in, yeah, first, in a first-person shooter, your, your hand and your gun is on screen all the time. So I guess it is something that you're looking at quite a lot. Yes, but let's be honest, who ever cared about graphics in Counter-Strike? There's people which could play in 4K and choose to play on rubbish quality because it's easier to play competitively. So no matter how advanced the technology gets to be able to play in extreme things, there will always be people which play on uh, low graphics quality on Counter-Strike just because to be competitive. Really? Yes. People play on like, they got like a, you know, a what, big is this, monitor. Is this to try and get fast frames or something? So stuff they can like move that as faster well. and stuff. Stuff like that as well. It's like, um, just say some person might only play on, they've got a massive monitor and then they'll have a smaller... Like a window well, inside. You know, a smaller monitor setup, which is stretched to the full screen. Really? Yeah, so they've got like a smaller thing, but it's stretched to the full screen. Uh, but I, I, just no, basically I playing it. at a really low resolution to get an advantage. Yes. This is, this is what mean, happens when really, you get well like competitive games, isn't it? <laughs> not, not like 240p, but you know, uh, a little bit lower. Um, yeah, we we will be talking about a bit of CSGO later on as well because we played that in the community for, for Community Games Tuesday where we do the giveaways and we'll talk about that later on. 
We'll see. We'll be talking about competitiveness in that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really going to go into it because it is boring, as the Nick said previously. But they've changed all the rank and stuff as well. I'll let you read up on that if you do want to. Yeah. But, now, to uh, be honest, I've got to be the honest. The Elo rank system is not exactly the most fun thing to explain. He was desperate to get in there, though, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'm really annoyed with it. I'm really annoyed with it. Okay, I didn't Go on, play say the your game. piece about it. No, but you're I not allowed to say Elo more than twice. I didn't play the game for a while. Uh, logged back on and deranked because they moved up what you had to be to be a certain rank. Then I didn't play for another couple of days, and apparently I was just deranked again. And then I played three games, won them all, lost one, then deranked again. Well, this is because they've changed the way that the ranking systems work. Yes. Yeah, but surely it's the same for everybody. So oh, you like... must just be really bad at the game because you deranked and everybody else went up. No, everybody else. Go... It's really hard to rank up now. It, really? It's how the game probably should be, but maybe not win three and then lose one and just derank. See, this is the thing we got. This is what I was talking about earlier. See, now CSGO to you is a really serious game. You play it competitively. You get really into the only it. You're reason, really serious. The only reason I think that is because I put up with that thing for three years on the Xbox. Yes, that does exist. And... Yes, that's the main reason I bought a computer, because yeah. CSGO Xbox is the 2012 version. Oh, right, so you wanted it uprated. Basically, there's all the, there's no bug fixes in it, there's no skins, cases. I'm not really bothered about the skins What, so in much. the Xbox version, you don't get all that? No, 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 because it's the 2012 version, basically. Do you know they, what? They were making it, they weren't getting enough money from it, so they just said, you know what, we're abandoning you, nobody cares. Which I never knew that, I care. thought... I honestly thought it was exactly the same on the Xbox, and that's why people was really into it. No, it, no. Why would you play it if it didn't have all the extras and that? You, I wouldn't because even bother. It's not as good, but it's no less fun. Is yeah. the only way I can put it. Like I would. Well, that depends I if you're a first-person shooter guy or not. The only reason I wouldn't go back is because control I can play anymore. But I have to say, I liked it in some ways more because you're not always. Oh, I'm gonna derank. Oh, I'm doing. You know, you you don't have to always worry about your rank. And nobody hacked. You're obsessed. It was a fact <laughs> that nobody hacked yeah. on Xbox because you just wouldn't and couldn't. Yeah, well, like I was saying before, I've got to say, yeah. for us lot, well, most of the people in, that we know in the community, we play it for more fun than competitive. We don't care what our rank is. And we've done yeah. a podcast on it before. We where, don't even have a rank yet, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm level three. I'm, I'm up into competitive. But, yeah, but I've never played a competitive match because it doesn't really appeal to me. I'd rather play with my friends in a private room and have a laugh than get too serious and then cost money buying keys for cases to unlock guns. But the... we'll talk about that. Like, we'll talk yeah. about it in a little while yeah. because uh, yeah, your CS Go downrange can talk about CS Go forever. I can't. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no, you can. <laughs> can't. You, you can. Just for a while, man. <laughs> Just for a while. <laughs> right, we're not even into the game section yet, and we've been on here for two hours. <laughs> nah, just joking but yeah let's get into the games firstly i've done a bit of an army game this week like i've been in, i've done two games to do with army which are different one i didn't like so much and i don't really understand it so i want someone to shed some light on it if they can and one was really good so i'll get into the badder one first which was vietnam 65 have any of you played this no but i did see it and i was kind of interested it to looked see... really good didn't it yeah to see if it was any good I saw it, and I love XCOM. I love your um, turn-based strategy. That sort of stuff really appeals to me, where I can sit and think about it and choose what I want to do. Now, this game, when I went to buy it, looks like that. It looked like XCOM, but to do Vietnam and war and army. I thought, oh, it looks really good. You know, moving my, my pieces around the battlefield and blah, blah, blah. When I actually got in there, I got it. It was just a map. 
And I was like, oh, right, how do I get out of the map and get into the actual fighting? And then I was, like, really down because there was it, that was the game. <laughs> that, that, that was just a map with, like, villages spread all over it. And you had your base in the corner. And what you would do is you'd have turns. Say your tank had 10 moves. You'd move your tank 10 pieces. You move all your characters five pieces. But it just didn't really tell me what to do anywhere in the game. I was lost. And I was just moving stuff. And I got to the point where now if you get to a point like this in a game where you're just clicking buttons because you don't really know what you're doing anymore. And that's what happened. I just like, I moved my tank over there. Oh, one guy would pop up. I'd shoot him. And he'd be like, you need some, some resupply. So I'd take it back, fill it up, go back out again. Because you'd have like fuel and it would only last so long before you'd have to resupply. Now, that was pretty much the game for me. There was nothing else in it. So if anyone is out there and has played Vietnam 65, I'd really like someone to get in touch with me and let me know what you thought of the game. Because it's a game that I'm willing to play again. Maybe I'm missing out on something and I'm not playing it properly, you know? It's probably more there. Is it an early access game? Um, I think it's early access. That might be all they've done so far, if it is. I don't know. It just felt empty a bit. So I think one of you guys should have a go at it and, and let me know. if you Because you might be like, yeah, it's really good. The yeah. reason why I wanted to bring this in, this game before, because I haven't really got a lot to say about this game, but I wanted to bring it in because the next game I'm going to talk about is pretty much a similar sort of game, but that actually had everything that this should have had. I'll move on to it, and it's called Men of War Assault Squad. Have any of you played this? Nope. But isn't Men of War a famous franchise? Yeah, I think Men of War is, but this Assault yeah. Squad is an older one. There's a newer one. There's Men of, Men of War Assault Number 2. It's got a different name. But I haven't actually played that one, but I will be getting it. And... Basically, what this game's about, the only way I can describe it is Command and Conquer. You know, I like you know, it, I want it. <laughs> it's Command and Conquer in the army. That's it. That's, that's, that's everything. The graphics on it, they're not perfect. They're not brilliant. Like, they might be nice on your monitor because you've got higher resolution monitor. I'm only on 1080. But the lines and things, you can see some bits like where they're like disqualities sort of thing in the, in the graphics every now and then. But the game is really, really well done. It's really, really thought out. I couldn't really find... I tried to do like a campaign mode and I thought it would go for a storyline where it would tell me like, oh, right, we're landing on the banks of such and such country and you're going to do this. doesn't really give you that. It just says, this is the battle of such and such and it will start. Like, it could be a Vietnam battle. It could be a battle somewhere else. And what happens is you choose the country you're gonna, you want to be with and it will just be like the edge of their the beach and you come up on the beach and you've got all your things, your barriers, all your guys and... Imagine Command and Conquer where you've got each individual person has got a little round circle around them so you can select them. But then you've also got army people that work themselves. They just go off and do their own thing to help you out. I really, really like the game. At first, I've got to be honest, it was very, very everything going off all at once. And Matt agreed with me as well. It was all everything in your face. You didn't really know what was going on. But once you had a good couple of hours on the game, you really got used to the way the game played. And it's pretty much the same as Command and Conquer. On the left-hand side of the screen, you've got the characters which you can use. So you know how in Command & Conquer you'd have your little man with handguns and you'd mm. put a square around them and you'd be like, right, you lot, you walk over there and hide behind that bush. And then you'd be like, you lot, you go over there. And that, that's the sort of thing you'd do, wouldn't it? you just keep moving them forward and forward and forward. It's like that. But what happens is as your men kill the opposite players coming towards you, you get a point. Now, I don't know exactly how much point for each kill, but you rack up these points. On the right-hand side of the screen, you've got like... Uh, uh, slash 2000 every time you kill someone the little number just goes up by one or two or three or whatever and it, it, and it builds up when you want to put new troops in 
if you use that number, so let's say I, I take another five squad members and I click the button five times on the right-hand side, five new members will arrive on the beach, like in Command & Conquer used to, and that number will go down. Say they cost 100 each, it'll go down by 500. So you have to kill enough people holding your position in order to get more troops. So I was getting, I started off with troops on ground, and then as I got up to level, up to the 500 on the thing, I could buy a tank. So then I was like, oh, I need to kill another couple of people. And then bang, I got my tank. Tank comes in, start using that to take over some zones. Because you get like zones where you can take them over as you push forward. But Is it shrouded like how Commander Conquer is? No, it's all open. You can see the whole battlefield. Okay. But it's, it's a 3D version. So you're looking down. Imagine where you're sitting now. If you was 20 foot up in the air and 20 foot back. But looking down over, you can zoom in and out, but you can't go really, really close in. You can just zoom into about just above the people, or you can play it far out where you can see more of the map and the people are really little and you can put squares around them and drag all of them here and there. But it's much more detailed than Commander Conquerors. It's got, you can go into buildings, you can get into tanks, you can repair things. I've got to be honest, I didn't go in depth to the point because it's just my, my play style. I'm very basic, but you can go really in depth with setting up your men with individual like weapons individual like hand grenades tank grenades like rocket launchers i didn't really go that in depth i just used the players i was provided with and then just pushed forward killed some people got some new troops in and as you go you unlock more and more different vehicles and different troops so you're constantly pushing forward but it's very like it's, it's the computer the ai they do get pushed back quite easily but then they come back with a vengeance like you'll get like a hundred men coming once with a tank and they'll just, they just take you right back. They take all their zones back over. And that was on the easy setting. You know, oh, so. I was just about to ask. Yeah, that was on. The, I always do easy setting, don't I? <laughs> and you can't save this game either. So I was buggered there. So there's well. no cheating. It's not cheating, dude. Have you heard of anything called uh, the squad? The squad? I have heard of the squad, yeah. Yeah, that's something which. Uh, that's looking pretty good. And that's similar that's sort same. of game, is it? It's the same sort of army thing. Like, it's a tactical sort of thing. But you, it's like. I would put it, it's armor, uh, battlefield, but much more tactical. I'll have to yeah. check it out. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it, like, people, it's not got a really toxic community, but something like that, it, I think it's the old Battlefield 3 developers doing something on it, and that's yeah. it's a similar sort of idea, but, yeah, it's first person. I'll check it and, out. What's uh, it called? Really tactical. Uh, the Squad. Or yeah, because I, I really like, I really like this game. And I weren't expecting, after playing the first one, the Vietnam, I weren't yeah. really expecting a lot from this. I thought, oh, it looks pretty similar. But it did have a lot to give. And if you've got time to put into it, because I noticed, I actually got on it quite late at night, and I thought, I'll just have five minutes, and it was pretty addictive. You know, you keep pushing them back, and then they come back, and then you go push them back, and then they come back. And I actually didn't go to bed until like half past three in the morning, because I'd put, I didn't realise I put three hours into this game. You know, I literally was just sitting there, Oh, I want to get a tank. And then I'd be like, oh, I need 300 points. So I'd be killing people while I'm waiting for that. Tank would get that. Oh, my tank just got blown up. Oh, I want to get the next one. And the time just flew by. And before I knew it, I did win the mission in the end. And I did have a real good sense of achievement at the end of that. Because when I'd got to the end of the mission, I'd been pushed back so many times that I was like, I just want to get... Because you can't see further up the map. It's not blacked out, like you said. But you physically can't see that far up the map. Because it's only from behind you. You can't move around the map. You can only go as forward, as far forward as it as you can get to. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I can only describe it just like Commander Conquer, but looking down a sort of tunnel over the map, and just a really good game. 
Is there multiplayer? Yeah, they did have a multiplayer where you can do like skirmish where we play against each other, which that would be really good if you could do two player and play against each other. But for some reason, it said you had to log into their site. And every time I tried to log in, it was saying it failed. So maybe that's something they're working on. I'm not sure right now. But yeah, it, it, it was a really, really good game. Damage, I don't suppose you remember... Um, Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer, yeah, that's Absolutely one. Not. Mind blank. The only thing I can think I've played sort of like it was... Um, have you heard of World of Tanks Generals? No. Yeah, no. that's um, a web browser game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it was... Um, I got into the early access for that. And it's not exactly my type type of game, but it's like sort of have your like different things will do different damage to different stuff, and you got to sort of move your things across the board. Is that more like board game onto computer sort of thing though? Is it got like all the no. hexagons and all that over the map? It, it's hard. To, it's hard to describe, and it possibly could have changed completely since I played it. I was saying I I did it in the, uh, the early access, but it's not my sort of game. But if you're like something like that, like it can be done on I believe it's on mobile stuff now. Yeah. So it, you know, that could be a thing to have a look at, but no, I don't remember. Yeah, you're too young for Command and Conquer, stuff. so you don't remember the classics, mate. That's the classics. Yeah. <laughs> red Alert. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Do you know what I always remember? <laughs> back in my red day, yeah. I said this, I said this before. Back in my day, when I was at school, didn't have a computer that could run that. Back in the day, it was expensive, man, and your parents wouldn't buy you a computer like that. Around my school, we'd all like try and get to this shop. It was like a video shop and it had computers in it. And you'd play a pound for an hour. You'd sit there and play Command and Conquer Red Alert on it. was like a 17-inch screen. And you'd be like, look at the signs on that screen. Look at the graphics. And it was only like a VGA inch. screen. Pretty much the screen I've got now for my TeamSpeak. <laughs> yeah. It honestly, yeah, it was. I've got the evolution of monitors. Yeah, you've got all of them in there. He's got like, he's got his 1080 one in the middle. And then he's got like an old-fashioned VGA one. And then he's got this tiny little like 300 by 300 <laughs> pixel little monitor next to I've it. Got, I've got my proper one. I've got like a TV sort of thing, which is yeah. decent. And then I've got like this really, I don't even know. The company is Elonex. Elonex? Never I heard of it. probably yeah. don't even uh, exist anymore. Yeah. Elonex <laughs> used to make PCs. <laughs> they, but... I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, old, really old. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I, I logged into his team viewer to help him out with that, and like on my screen, if I've got a bigger pixel screen than him, yeah, or bigger resolution than him, it shows up the screens in like real size. So if he's got a small screen, or if I go on a laptop, I'll get a laptop size screen on my screen. And I logged in, I was like, what's going on with this screen? It's tiny. <laughs> it came up like about three inches by three inches or so. <laughs> I just use it for my team speak, which is, it's fine for what it is, you know oh fair enough man fair enough but um yeah my game that's men of war and there is a men of war number one which i haven't got i started off with men of war assault squad and that is 7.99 but then they've got men of war assault squad 2 which i can only see being much better and that's 19.99 you know so they've got three games in there and there's there's a lot of other men of wars to be honest there's like six of them all together so it's something i stumbled across i haven't really heard of the game before that you know if you like command and conquer and you like army that's the game you want to play. It's, it, I would say give it give it a go. It's a nice little game to play. But yeah, Men of War Assault Squad. Check it out. Right, hands. I'll tell yes. you what, actually, Downrange, do you want to go first? Because I know that you've got something important come up. You're going to have to jump off, aren't you? So Yeah, at some point, yeah. If you want to talk about your game first, we'll start off with you next. Sure. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, War Thunder. Can I, I say something? You guys before you it. start, am I right to say something? Put something in there. You can put whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded wrong. Mom, there's a funny man on the computer. 
Yeah, nah, War Thunder, I've got to be honest straight away, and I remember when I first met you, we had many discussions about War Thunder and, and World of Tanks. I really like World of Tanks. Jansen, you haven't played World of Tanks yet, nah. and I don't know if Hans has either. I have played it, PC. I like it. No? Not my uh, company. Just the setting. Now? I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad game, it's just not my setting. So. Yeah, see, now, honestly, I really, really like World of Tanks. Oh, I've always liked it. I like all their series. Now, War Thunder is something I played a long time ago when it first came out. And I have to admit, the planes always went to the left, whether it was me or whatever my equipment was. <laughs> Go on, you're going to explain, aren't you? Why were they flying to the left? Well, well first of all, which um, game mode were you playing? Because there's arcade, realistic, and simulator. I don't know. <laughs> well, but wait, at least in... in... Playing multiplayer. <laughs> that helps. They're all multiplayer. <laughs> but basically, I know at least in simulator, all planes in real life. When they're taken off, turn one way. Do they? Yes. So, so it was um, a simulator and I was actually turning... I doubt you were in simulator because you probably need a joystick for that, but all planes do slightly turn one way. And I know in simulator, it may be different at the time, but in simulator, you do have to account for that. But, but I wasn't I'm doing it sure slightly. It was literally turning to the left and I was getting then bored of Then you're probably keep... pressing the wrong button. Oh, I don't know. I changed all the buttons, don't I? Because I'm a lefty. <laughs> but yeah, uh, now Warfinder... Everybody's saying it's had a really good update with the tanks and that as well. And I do get a lot of people ask me to play it all the time. And, you know, sometimes you just get that sort of bee in your bonnet with a game you've never played. And it's probably really good. But people are like, yeah, play it, play it. And you're like, oh, I've got other things I want to play. It's been a bit of that for me. I mean, the British, the, right. Mainly, I played it for planes because I, I have all well, the tanks installed on my computer. But I am, I'm reluctant to play it because on my, um, on my Xbox, jeez. This is getting worse, isn't it? Yeah. How, <laughs> on my Xbox, yeah. I grinded out quite a lot, and I really can't be bothered to do that again. Yeah, can I say so, something? A little tip for you. I was talking to someone today about at schools and, and stuff like that, and what they tell you now at home. This is what you get told at school, apparently, if you're still at school, about if you have a fire in your house. <laughs> and I swear, I'm not joking <laughs> yet. I got told this today. This okay. is going to be good. By yeah, someone at school. If you're in your house and there's a fire... And this is what I seriously, they t that's what they tell schools now. You're in your house, there's a fire, it turns up in your house, you can't get out. What do you do? The first thing you're meant to do is go and get your Xbox or PlayStation and throw it through the window. <laughs> <laughs> I swear yeah. I got told that today. To get so out of the house. You, you've got like double glazing window and you've got like some yeah, seven year old kid throwing a PlayStation <laughs> at a window, it bounces back and knocks them in the face and then they end up burning. In the house. <laughs> well, at least they'd be knocked out so they won't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, seriously, that's, that, it just reminded me of it. It just popped into my head because of uh, what you were saying. Go on, carry on, dude. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, War Thunder. I mean, they've got the, the new British tanks, which it urged me to move from the plane side to the ground forces. Yeah, tell us a bit about what War Thunder is, first off. Well, War Thunder, there's three different game modes. you got Arcade, Realistic, and Simulator. Simulator is hard to get into because it is... It is a re it is really really detailed. Like you, you and on the planes and stuff, you can control like the oil oil pressure. And really? Yeah, it's quite yeah. That yeah, that one the. Um... So you seem to bypass that bit. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't play. I'm not good enough for that because you you gotta have a joystick. But that okay. one the best best simulator game 2013. Did it? Yes, it did. Because War Thunder is a free game as well, isn't it? It's free to play. Yes. Yeah, free to, completely free to play. It's like World of Tanks. You can pay to get stuff faster but you don't have to pay to get anything like freemium yeah, yeah. Like there is yep. there is premium tanks 
and that's just how they keep the game running, you know, without that, they wouldn't make anything, and there's, like, you can buy, the currency is it, is, like, Silver Lions, which you buy stuff, you got Golden yeah. Eagles, which is sort of the premium, like, the World of Tanks version, of uh, the gold, pretty much, yeah. and then you've got, you know, research and convertible research, so it's, a bit, it's similar to World of Tanks. Is there a lot of upgrades available to all the vehicles? Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's much more on all the tanks. You're always like, oh, premium spanner. In this, there's no that. No premium spanner. You unlock different ammunitions. So HE isn't always going to be the best to fire. Yeah, because um, in World of Tanks, they tell you, you've got complete... never waste your money on new new ammo because it's just wasted. It, the, all the, the ammunition types in this, you have an ammunition may not do as much penetration, but it does better at this sort of stuff. It's better at this type of yeah, uh, and it's accurate. Loads, is what loads you're saying. of different um, uh, thingy, uh, ammunition types. Yeah, and what you're saying is it's accurate. So if it says it's armor piercing, you will use it for armor piercing. If it says it's long range, you use it for long range. Yeah, it, it, like I've it got works one of my better. tanks. It has five different types of armor piercing shells. Really? I don't have to take them all out. I don't, you know, I don't have to use them all. But I have an option of five different armor piercing shells. But do. But when say you've got that option, is that too over for someone like me? Is that too overwhelming? Because I'm quite a laid back player. Would it it's, be like, oh, I need to do no, this? No, you I need hover to do that. over it, and it will show you like you know this one's got more penetration. And yeah. It's not. It's not that hard. But also because I do like can... the ones that have got more penetration. <laughs> 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 but you can unlock. Just say when you first get your tank, you know, and well, the tanks you buy like a fire extinguisher. Yeah. On this, you uh, you unlock a fire extinguisher. Okay. And uh, just say. Your turret gets knocked out. You don't have a repair kit in this. You unlock parts, and you can so what you have tank. to so you have to unlock the parts and repair the parts. Yeah, uh, no, no. You, you unlock the parts in your you know you research them and then buy yeah. them, and then you can repair your tank in the middle of the game. Just say okay. your turret gets knocked out. Oh, just you've say, got a I'm certain really, time. I'm, yeah, I'm really badly damaged. Okay, it's gonna take me like it's any the highest I've ever seen is like thirty two seconds, which is you really get screwed over. Yeah. Your teammates can literally drive up to you and uh, attach like a tow rope, and they really? help you. Yeah, they can. They can. Uh, I think it's your squad, but they can actually like decrease the time it takes. Your teammates can help you. Just say you go over a cliff because there's physics in this. You can actually roll your tank. Oh, right. um, a teammate can drive up to you, attach a tow rope, and tow you back over. So, from what you're saying, this game from when I played it seems very, very different. When I played it, it was just planes. There was nothing else, yeah. and. Everyone's flying around in the sky, not really knowing what's going on, shooting each other. And I was getting caned by everybody, and I just got the ump of it and <laughs> left because I was getting killed straight away. I just as soon as I come in, bang, I'm out of the game again. With yeah. the tanks coming into it, is it just tanks, or does that mean you've got tanks, planes as well? Well, they try to integrate it slightly. They haven't got some people in planes, some people in tanks. What yeah. you do is in the game, you will unlock uh, stuff like artillery. So you've got a not a cooldown, but you sort of. Uh, I'm talking about arcade at the moment. But yeah. um, you just have at the bottom of the screen, say, press 5, and you, a math will pop up, and you click where you want the artillery, it'll call it in. And oh, then really? you've got three different types of planes. You've got, like, bomber, attack aircraft. They're quite light, old school, though, when I played it. A light, a light, yeah, it's all World War Two stuff. They've got a light bomber and a heavy bomber, and uh, you'll just click, like, 8, and it'll say, starting air battle in 8 seconds. And then it'll count down, and then you go into a plane, your tank's still on the ground, you'll die. And you so just go what? to your plane, you'll have your air battle, you'll have a certain amount of time. So you, you've back come to out of a tank and gone into the plane now? Uh, you just Yeah, you just go away, and then you run out of time, and then you just go back to your tank. But there's, no, sounds... there's nothing like that in the 
the airplanes. You can only stay in the airplane because you can't exactly just jump out your plane. Yeah, that now, cause, like, wouldn't work. the reason, partly the reason why I've always preferred um, World of Tanks is because it's so easy going. You do get your really, really serious players out there that tell you you've got to right, angle it this way, you've got to hit the tank from this direction, otherwise it's going to bounce off. You need to... You got these, You always have people that really, really go in depth with a game. And honestly, I'm more casual than that. And that's well, why I like World of the Tanks. The arcade will suit Yeah, you, yeah. It, it sounds They've got the different game modes. They've got the, di the... Well, you've got the different game modes. So arcades, people aren't going to really, you know, not going to be that pushy. Yeah. Realistic, it's starting to get a bit... So basically, arcades, you'll get uh, three respawns, I think it is. Okay. And different tanks. So... You take in a, a group of planes, and or a group of tanks, and you'll play three of them, and then you could survive it, but you never know. Yeah. But you take in a group. So you've you got your three tanks. One, so if you're taking then, three tanks in, what, what you get in one and two are sitting on the sideline, what happens? You get in one, you drive it around, you say you die, you come back to a screen, and you can spawn in another one. Okay. you'll spawn at your base, like your base. And, and then um, you make your way across the map. How big are the maps? They're big. They're pretty big. Bigger, bigger than World of Tanks? Yes, and much much better graphics it's so beautiful really uh, yes yes you can like just say you've got low uh, low caliber low arms fire so you've got like machine guns on your tanks you can actually use to shoot like walls down so just say if there's a wall coming up to you and you can knock all the walls down and like fences and stuff they're each individually uh, individual bits so you can so just, just say, smash away through houses and stuff uh, not some of the houses don't do it but um just say let's say all the photo but uh, like there's booths and stuff on some of the maps You'll, yeah. Like each individual bit will fall apart, and uh, you can shoot it with your big gun or even just your low caliber guns. And it is possible to hit planes in your tank battle with really? uh, your bit, your main gun, and it is hilarious when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds, it does sound like maybe something we need to try again because maybe I just gave up on it a bit too early. These guys haven't really played it. Uh, maybe it's something we can get into and try. But I yeah, probably will, I probably will stick to World of Tanks though because I just yeah. love World of Tanks. I mean, but, there's um, only um, USA, Germany, Russia, Britain, Japan in it oh, at the moment. One other thing I wanted to ask you as well. Yeah. Um, how does the teaming work on it? Do we have a group of us and we all get into the game? Is it like armor where you get a hexagon around your teammates? or is um, it just... Right. So you have your teammates are blue, enemies are red. And your squad, which you, in, in the thing, you literally just go invite the squad. And you all get in your squad and then you ready up. And then the leader can click battle. Is there any case where you can have, like, like on World of Tanks, as you know, you can get five people into like a little crew, and then you can go and do competitions and private matches and stuff like that? Can you do anything like that on it? I don't think you can do the private matches, but there's um, there's mission. You can go into special. They have special events, so you could deliberately go into the special event, which is more realistic. Okay. Like that. It's also you can activate like orders inside the battle. Yeah. So just say comes in, you activate this order. The next player to get. Like you know, whoever gets the most ground target kills in the next three yeah, minutes so, so basically wins it gives this you, order. It gives you an objective, and whoever gets that in that section, then they they've get got, a bonus. They've got a nail. Like as many people have said, they're uh, in a game to make it successful. You have got a short term, medium term, and long term goals. Yeah. Both on the same as World of Tanks nails that even better in some cases because they've got so many options. So it's not, so it's not just a like death match where you've got to take all the other team out. You've got no. There's, ca there's captures. Um, you have tickets in the game. Yeah. If you control all the enemy, all the capture points, the enemy's tickets are going to run down real fast. Yeah. So it's like Battlefield Four, really. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. Maybe we'll have to try it out. 
And the good thing about War Thunder is it's free, as, as we've been saying. Yeah. So maybe that could be something we could get into and try. Uh, yes, War Thunder. Anything? Any questions from you guys? No, uh, not really. You kind of covered everything you wanted yeah. to know. Got, yeah, you got a question or yeah, I covered no, it? No, no, yeah, you covered it. <laughs> much. Yeah. yeah. Well, you two have been so quiet. Gaijin. Yeah, I was listening. Yeah. I don't know the game, so I'm listening. Liar, you was asleep about. again. I know what you was doing. You are sleeping. I never sleep. The sleep's <laughs> overrated. <laughs> Do you know what, people? Do you remember back to the Imperium server? The, uh, we was, we done a special on Imperium. Afterwards, we had to wake Hands up because he was asleep. <laughs> that is true as well. <laughs> it was such a good game. I've got to be honest that me and Jansen loved that game and we did go in depth for that. And I actually enjoyed talking about it for two hours. I don't know about you, Jance. Yeah, it kind of turned into an Imperium special, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. man. I, I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This uh, War Thunder is yep. compatible with PS4. You can play with people from a PS4. Oh, I'm definitely not playing it now. Yep, it's out. <laughs> it's out yeah, of the that, that is a thing. Quick, there's a fire in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Uh, yeah, Throw the PlayStation but... through the window, quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, the it PlayStation is... has a Blu-ray. It works well. It works yeah. well. Yeah, no, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's War Thunder. Enough about War Thunder now. I still yeah, think that was <laughs> well. The tank is better after that last comment you brought in. <laughs> 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 right, let's move on to hands. You're talking about gaming steering wheel and uh, pedals, aren't you? Yeah, I'm the owner of a Logitech G27, and I used to have one of those Big Ben racing seats. Don't really? know if you know those one. Yeah, but um, since my man cave slash game room is now occupied by my daughter, I needed to buy a new thingy to put my wheel on. And since my new man cave doesn't have the room to support a seat, I bought a wheel stand from WheelPro. Don't know if you heard about, uh, heard about it? Nah, so I've got to be honest with you, I've never been one for um, in-flight sims getting the controls uh, and for the racing sims. Yeah, this is called a wheel stand, uh, bro. I've got to be honest, if I want to do racing, I'll go and do it on a track. Or I'll go go-karting or something like that. If I yeah, wanted to do the real that's thing. that's of course way cooler. I admit that one. <laughs> you could have gone go-karting probably three times with that wheel. Well, the money, it's, it's about £95 for the Wheelsun Pro. Yeah. It's different. Everybody's got their own opinion, and that's just my opinion, you know? I'm, I'm just, I could never see myself sitting there at a wheel. Well, for me, when I play racing games, having a wheel gives it like an, a total different dimension than with a controller really? or a keyboard. I've, I've just always thought it's not really, it doesn't matter what game you play, however simulated it is, how... Even the ones at the shows where you've got a full racing car and you get in a racing car and you drive it with all the screens around you, you know? Even the ones where you've got one big round screen. I don't know if you've seen them. It's like a big round screen and you sit inside Curved it. Ones. Yeah, yeah. the dome. And you see yeah. everything. Like your whole 360 degrees is, is the game. It just doesn't... It just doesn't feel... I, like I've done some racing in my past and it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, of course. You've got to admit, um, I mean, it's not very realistic. Like, uh, the wheel's pretty small compared to a real racing wheel, I guess. The pedals are not as responsive from a real car. Yeah. But then again, for me, it, it's something different when you play the game. It gives it another, a total other dimension uh, yeah. with a controller or a keyboard. Now, I'm, I'm not going to go into in-depth about the settings of the wheel and whatever because that's to each their own. For me, you know, there's like a force feedback on it. And yeah. Personally, I really can't stand too much force feedback. Like, I played one of the games called The Crew and... When you're playing that game and you're driving your your car around, the force feedback was so enormous that you actually couldn't drive your car anymore. 
it was what, when you say the force feedback, what it just about bangs on your hands while you're holding the steering wheel? Yeah, the the, the, the racing wheel gets really heavy and it, it vibrates constantly. Oh, what? So when you're trying to turn, you've got like forcing you back straight, sort of thing. Yeah, it's completely off steering, so to speak. I'm not sure what yeah. the English term of that point is. And that that annoys me to hell in that kind of game. So what uh, what I did is I turned the force feedback off. And then you can just race like in the arcade, like the old days. <laughs> yeah, because the ones, all the ones I've played in the arcade, the newer ones have that, but the older versions, they were just a wheel, wouldn't it? You just turn it left and right. And just, that's what that's I it. like. Like yeah. I said, I'm an old school player just like you. So, so how did you find, because you said you played The Run, The Crew, and Project Cars. Not The Run, what, what's the first game you Yeah, played? Need for Speed, The Run. Oh, that's it is it's The Run. Now, of those three, personally, I enjoyed Need for Speed, The Run the most. Now, that's not really a racing game. So whatever it is, there's a little of a backstory in there. It's from EA, by the way. Not going to go into too much in-depth in that one again. Yeah, don't worry yeah. about that. Yeah. Actually, they have something positive. I think EA has at least one good game now. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I'm, I'm, that's I'm a new one for him. Did he just praise EA? He did, didn't he? Let's record yeah. that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> one good game out there so far. Uh, and uh, the best I part is there's no game. DLC in that one because, of course, it's a bit of an older game. Yeah, see, I played the crew before for a little while and I've played Project Cars and and I'm gathering from the run because I know Need of Speed pretty well. The run and the crew are very arcadey yeah. and very more fun to play, not serious. Project Cars takes it a bit more seriously. I remember playing that. I love the go-karting bit at the beginning. But then when I got into the actual racing, it was a bit too over the top for me I couldn't keep yeah, up with it yeah I had a lot of problems with Project Cars too um, your first race you can actually do qualifiers and easily win but then yes. in, the sec in the second part of the race you, you start as the last and I I just couldn't reach first place again because they would drive me off the road and the little bump that they gave me I would just shoot off the road completely with whatever car I took so yeah, I found honestly that. I gave up on Project Cars really early with the racing wheel really this is one of those games probably need to be very good at in that certain genre or you need a controller maybe for it yeah here i've just got to say one thing downrange has to go but i'd say thanks downrange for coming on hey downrange um, thanks for joining yeah i know you've yeah, got a lot you've got busy cool. stuff to be doing but yeah, um, yeah thanks for coming on and we'll see you again yeah. next time and uh, he's gonna leave but yeah sorry yeah. carry on okay yeah like i said that, that was my problem channel. with uh, project cars so for me personally it was a bit too difficult i admit even on easy i would still get knocked off the road yeah, I, I found that in that game. They fight back, don't they? If you play yeah, the game where you but if you bump into a car, they will come back and bump you off. Yeah, they, but and they the, like the gang up on you. <laughs> yeah, they gang up on you. Shoot off the road, like like what the hell's happening here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had that. Yeah, that's what I hate about simulators is they make it they try and make it so realistic that any little patch of grass you touch or you bump another car, you could be in first place and you hit a little bit of grass and then straight away you're last. Yeah. And there, there, there's yeah. no fun in it. No because, coming back from that. No. And that, that doesn't happen in real life. Like, or it's the opposite where you come back really quickly. You're like, what? I just got back to the beginning <laughs> again. That's never going to yeah, happen. Yeah, but I restarted that race, like, I think, I'm not, not exaggerating here, like 20 or maybe 30 times. And the best I got was like the 8th place of the 16. So I would have beat you with my controller, you mean? Probably, yeah. And this is one of those games that for me was too difficult with the racing wheel. Now, like I said, I'm no pro in racing games at all. So I, I just yeah. think they're fun to do. It's like yeah. a fun little gimmick I do on the side. And well, that's the well, thing. It depends how serious you take it. You know, if you're a well, serious, totally if you're a serious simulator guy, you're gonna yeah. want the game to be spot on perfect, and you're gonna be really picky about that. But if you're not, and you're like you are, then you're just gonna want to play and have a bit of fun. Steering wheel's a bit of fun. You're not too bothered, you know. Yeah, I just wanna 
push push the pedal and then drive and see where, wherever I end up. There so. is one game I got into which I've got to say I really enjoyed. I'm just looking for it whilst I'm talking, and that's a car game. Oh, Grid. Now you've played yeah, Grid yeah. One I, and I Grid Two. Grid two also. I just yeah. Now they're very the arcade here, but... games as well, aren't they? Have you, they're very arcade games as well. Yeah, that, have you played that's Grid? That's a really fun game to play. Yeah, Grid me. Autosport. Have you played that? Uh, I played Grid Two, not Autosport. Grid Autosport. They've done. I've got to be honest. They've done a really good job on it. Um, I found it quite hard, but they've really, really made it like a sim. Now, oh, I love the most about it. the graphics were really good, and you can have a second screen in the game. So if you're driving on your main screen, you can have the map. And your rear view mirror and all that on the next screen. That's awesome. Yeah, it, and do you know what? And so you're constantly looking at, you know, like most games, you press the button, you look behind you, don't you? It goes into the rear view mirror. Yeah. yeah. But this, you're just playing and you just keep looking to the left. And you can see you can see people moving into different places behind you, like on the list, whilst going around the track. So you can see where you are, how far away they are. It's a bit like going back cool. to Mario Kart, where you can see the map and where they are. <laughs> hey, by the way, Nick, I want to ask you, when you play racing games, uh, what view do you take? You take bumper I, cam inside view, uh, you want to um, see the car? Up, up until the game I just said, Grid Autosport, I've always took third person like outside up as far away as I can. Yes. Oh, just, yeah, okay. No, I always I love the bumper that. Cam, always the bumper cam. Yeah, but yeah. if you play Autosport, you can only play it from inside the car and have the real experience because I like to turn off all the um, assisted like wheels and all the spinning and you know the uh, traction control, all that. I turn it all off so I've got the real, the real car sort of thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and, I tried that too in Project Cars. It didn't really yeah, work. Yeah, and <laughs> if you do it in third person, you constantly car constantly spins out. But if you do it from inside, you get a real feel of the car. I can only say if you can play it, because I've got that Grid Autosport on my account. If you can play it, download it, and have a go, and let me know your feedback on it, because I found it was a really good game. Now I've got to be honest, car games I, for I me. I have it by the way. I just haven't played it. Yeah, now you really want to try that out. Maybe come back next week with how you feel about it, because yeah, sure, that's got I a will. big step on Grid Two, much big, bigger than that. Really, really nice game. The graphics are amazing as well, and it's really, well, really good that. graphics. I mean, that's probably also racing wheel compatible, so that's a bit of fun. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And they've got like a really, really like upmarket sort of like user interface in there. It's like really fast. The music's all in there. You can set all the music settings up and everything. You can put your own music on while you play and stuff like that. It's really, really nice the way they've done it. And I actually played it because I wanted to get into like a grid sort of game where where you've got all the different types of driving. But this, they've made, they took a really serious take on it this time. So you might find that's quite a nice game. So it's a bit like uh, Gran Turismo, like so to speak. Yeah. That's for me. I gotta try this one. I have it on my account, so I'm gonna play this one. If you give me a really top-end racing sim, it's really serious, and you give me, say, old Gran Turismo from the PlayStation One. I know we're talking about PlayStation again, but you gave me that game or Forza from the Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would choose them because I love the. I honestly, in a car game for me, everybody's got their own opinion, but a car game for me, I love. Buying the car, doing the car up, selling it. I even love making just the paint jobs on it and selling it online. Oh yeah, you know, me too. That, that's what I like about those games. But also the racing itself, for me personally, it doesn't need to be too realistic. I just want to have a yeah. bit of fun while driving. I mean, like, yeah. like again in Project Cars, I don't want to get knocked off the road by the slightest bump. Yeah, that's probably so, why the crew, you probably would have liked the crew then quite a lot. Cause yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Big uh, the map, crew's a totally upgrading. different game. It's like, actually, that's more of an, of an open world yeah, it's open racing world, and you MMO. can you can upgrade all your cars. Like you yeah. can switch from racing car to off road, and the car will just pump up. The wheels will come out, and all that sort of stuff happens. Yeah, but that being said, with the crew, one downside was that uh, if you're using a racing wheel, there's a lot of tuning you need to do because well, the buttons first and stuff. of 
Yeah, it's it's a Ubisoft game, I know, and it came out around the same time as Assassin's Creed Unity, which was also very poorly optimized and buggy. Yeah. And if you want to get your G27 to work on there, it works natively. Yeah. But the settings are horrible. So there's like a whole video on their forums on how to do the settings for your racing wheel. And if you don't want to do that, then the crew is not the game you yeah, see that, want I to find test that, out with the racing wheel. So <laughs> That kind of thing really annoys me when you buy something and you've paid a lot of money for it. And Honestly, then in order to make it work, you've got to go and do digging. You know, if there's an issue with it, they should have it come with the box. Say, look, if you want to use this game or this thing, surely it's down to the, the people making the game. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. you know, it's just something... You just want things to work. And... You know what it's like? Like, Jansen's found this out this week, and he's going to talk about it in a little while. He orders new bits and pieces for his, like, business, gets there, it, it's all wrong. The hassle of sending it all back is just yeah, well annoying. Mm. But for me also, by the crew, I, I, I spend a good two hours just configuring the racing wheel. That that actually shouldn't be. Yeah. For you a AAA get on, plug game, it in and you go. just plug and play and should work. You yeah. know, a few settings you want to adjust yourself, of course. But yeah. uh, it, it shouldn't be that hard to get it working properly, especially the force feedback. I mean... Do you know what? It should be as simple as this. You plug it in, you go into um, a configuration section, it will say, yeah. right, you need to um, configure it. Oh, turn the wheel full left, turn the wheel full right, backs and forwards or whatever. Press the buttons right down. Button one, two, three, and four. That should be it. That's the max it should go, you know? Yeah, but it, it works natively when you plug it in, but it, it's so horribly um, optimized at that point that you need to um, do it yourself again. Yeah, so you that's need a bit to install annoying. a third-party program from Logitech to start with. Yeah. Uh, make the profile on there, then open the game. Then the game will recognize the steering wheel again. Do they make you uh, put an email address and all that in to do that? Uh, no. no you oh, that's all right. And I hate address. when they do that as well. But but still, it, it takes a good two hours to configure it to your taste. And yeah. In my opinion, for a AAA game, that shouldn't be. That's yeah. why I give credits for once to EA and Need for Speed to run. Plug it in. Because it works. Plays perfectly. No settings yeah. you need to do. Just, you know, if you want a little bit less force feedback, just turn it oh. off and whatever, so... Matt in the chat, Angry Gamers 80, just said that you can actually download presets from their for, from their site for some games already set up. Uh, for so, what game? Sorry. He hasn't said the games. He just says, but you can download presets. So say you've got a game. Oh yeah, for the there. G27, you mean? Yeah, there's uh, there are presets you can download. But in in the crew, there was a a whole how do I say this? A whole other thing you need to do <laughs> before getting it actually to work properly. Yeah. Which was an external program, and that that in my opinion shouldn't be. But so overall, do you think it was worth the money? Yeah, of course. The game itself is, is, is a really good game. Once you get it to work, you're in there. It's, it's like... The funny thing was, I didn't know it was an always online game. Yeah. Uh, because I saw other people drivers like, what the hell is this? And they came crashing and bumping in and was like, hey, come on, dude, don't do that. And then <laughs> I realized, wait, oh, these are players. And <laughs> then you got these like community events all around the country because it spans around the, the entire country of the United States. Yeah. Have and you played? Have you played it on a controller as well as on the, the wheel? No, I have. So you don't really know the difference. Because one thing you might find is a big disadvantage. Yeah, you've got a wheel and your pedals and stuff, which you really like. It makes you feel like you're driving a car. But what if someone with a controller can cane you on the game because they're on a controller? Of course, and it's just one um, fun. the controller is always going to be easier, so to speak. At least for me, it would be easier. Yeah. I, other people probably disagree with me in this one. But um, yeah. I think having a wheel in certain games, for me personally, is a disadvantage. But I do it for the fun. Yeah. I mean, I have fun just driving around and doing events. Yeah, that's like me. I have fun driving around and kitting up my car. That's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, I'm, run. I'm run easily like pleasured. Big race. Very casual. Sorry? 
I'm very casual with my games, you know? Yeah, me too. I, I don't want that competitive uh, crap for me. I don't need it. That's yeah. why I play a lot of single-player games too. Um, yeah, that's you cool, notice man. I'm, um, I play very little online games. Uh, yeah. For Lord of the Rings Online. Well, that's like we we do class you as our triple A single player. Go through the game, finish <laughs> it, and tell us what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah <laughs> I'm I can't spoil anything your... because then certain people will cry again. Yeah. Um... We're not naming <laughs> 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 <that's laughs> <that's laughs> no, I can't give you words out. Not naming any Star Wars fans. <laughs> I, I, but yeah, I find no. I find this is the way I've sort of set it up now. Is you're our triple A man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the indie switches backwards and forwards server and fix it, man. And like the tech side. And Jansen sort of, what are you, Jansen? Jansen um, don't play any games. He's a pillar <laughs> up. Yeah, I'm a bit of um, a little bit here, a little bit there off everything. Yeah. I ne- I've never really put lots of hours into one game. I'm always switching. You're a liar. Between. You're a liar. You're lying. All right, Imperium. Imperium. Yeah. <laughs> Exception. <laughs> I want to make one thing clear here, though. I have nothing against indie games because I own a lot of indie games. Should we start talking about Empyrean again? <laughs> um, good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Oh, but yeah, anyway, go back to it. He was just talking about what wheel was it and what games did you play? It's the G27 racing wheel from Logitech, and I played Need for Speed to Run, which works perfectly. The crew, which also works good once you do a bit of research, <clears throat> and Project Cars. The wheel works perfectly, but the game was too hard for me. All right, fair I enough. Also, Sums it up. I played Grid 2 a little bit. Works perfectly also. Yeah, next week, Grid Autosport. Try that I out. I, I, know your, I want to know your feedback. Next week. All right, cool, cool. Right, Jansen, what have you been doing? I've been playing the Armor 3 mod, Breaking Point. Yep, I like Breaking Point. And this is pro- sort of off the back of last week, I take it, because we did talk about Armor and all the different versions we played. And I happened to mention to Jansen, there's one called Breaking Point, which went out a long time ago. And it's, a, it's pretty much a whole totally different game. Mention, tell us about what you think of it, Jens. Well, the thing is, when we were playing Armour 3 last week, I was new to it. Like, you guys have been playing it for years, and I, I had just started playing it. And then I was saying to you, I'm a bit more of a Battlefield kind of player, where yeah. I like my actions a bit more fast-paced. And yeah, because you're not walking all over a map, building, and... Exactly. And I was like, yeah, well, with armor, it's a bit slow. Like, we played a mission, and we were on there for, like, a couple of hours. We saw about six, seven people. I didn't even get to shoot any of them. And when we got to the end of the mission, the helicopter wouldn't land to pick us up. So I felt <laughs> like we wasted about two and a half hours. But you did enjoy it while you was playing it. Yeah, but I think it was more like the social part of it because i was playing with you and matt it was just fun kind of running around with you guys so are you admitting that you have more fun with me and matt than you alone <laughs> that sounds wrong <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of wrong things this week <laughs> but yeah playing playing games like that online when you're playing with people you know it it is a lot more fun isn't it so yeah. it, it sometimes it doesn't really matter what you're playing how much of the game you get done it's more the social activity it, it was really slow and I, I had to say to you afterwards like yeah I'm, I'm not sure about this like you lot like it but I, I don't know and then that's why you put me onto this breaking point and then yeah. you were like yeah look try this out it's a lot more fast paced there's a lot more going on uh, maps are a bit smaller and it's a lot and, harder to set up yeah so yeah after getting you to set it up for me i actually really liked it 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 was more in the direction of the type of game that i would like to play yeah well it's got 
it's pretty much armor, but been made to be competitive sort of thing. You know, you've got a yeah. score ranking system. You've got leaderboards. The people that have made it have put so much into it. There's all new keyboard layouts and the, the whole game. It's like you've got a new launcher and everything. Do you want me to explain a bit about the installation of it and that? Yeah, go on in. Basically, what happens is, because you've obviously got armor, now you know you can normally download mods, can't you? And you just go into your Steam Workshop and you just click subscribe on the Workshop Armor Free or whatever mod you want and it installs it in there. And then when you open up Armor Free, you just click the little box and it loads in your mod, doesn't it? Yeah. Now this, so much work's gone into it. It's got its own launcher, it's got its own website, it's got its own forums. Everything is totally different on this game. When you load the game up, the screens are different. It's nothing like armor whatsoever. Only way I can explain it is Daisy. It's Daisy, but finished. Mm. You know, the game is so smooth that it's Daisy finished. You can, the, the maps are well clear, well good. Now, what you have to do to get into the game is you have to have an account with them. So what you have to do, you go to Breaking Point, go on Google, type in Breaking Point. It'll come up at the top, go to their forums. One page will come up and it will say forums or it'll say download. You click download and it will download a launcher. So what you have to do is download that launcher put it into your armor file directory and then double click it. It will load up and it will say, do you want to make an account? You say, yeah, you make an account that will go off to their site. And then you get loads of details. You fill out all your details and it's so in depth that you've got like pictures of your profile, pictures of your website, pictures of anything you want to put on there. You've got lots of details, signatures, you know, friends. It, it keeps track of all your stats all the way through, which you don't get on armor free. And it, it is a bit overwhelming for new players because you've got so many pages on the website before you even get into the game. Did you find that, Jance? Yeah. Yeah, it was just like loads of stuff going on. I was like, Jansen, fill all your details. And he was like, oh, I'll do it later. <laughs> yeah, that's why we've we done it with TeamViewer because you were trying to explain to me what was going on and you are like, do this and do that. And then there was so much on the screen that I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What button? Like, yeah. what, what am I filling out? What am I clicking on? Yeah, there's loads of stuff. But yeah, once you've filled out and set up that, what you do is you go into Steam and then you go to the workshop and you'll get breaking point. You click subscribe. Now that's a nine gig download. So it's, if you've got slow internet, it's going to take a long time. So you do it, come back a couple of hours, it'll be done. Once that's installed, this is the tricky bit. You have to go into your armor directory and no one showed us this. We found this out ourselves because it does say it needs update, it needs this, needs that. You go into your armor directory and there'll be a little orange icon with like two little circles on it, like arrows. And it basically says update. I can't remember exact file, but it will say update something or other. You double click that and it'll update the, the, the starter, like the launcher. Once that's done and you've got your download done, you can then click on breaking point, put your, your details in like your password and your username, and then you get the launcher come up. Then that's a bit overwhelming as well. On the launcher, you've literally got loads and loads of boxes. And these boxes will have all different details of the game in them. You have to go up to the top left where it says like installation and updates, click that. And once you click on that, you have to connect to steam you also have to go into your profile on the website in the forums and connect that to steam as well because it all runs off your profile on steam it's all connected so it's a bit tricky and it is a bit overwhelming for some people but once you do it you get this menu you get the, your own server area so there'll be like 10 servers us and and in europe and it's totally totally separate from armor free you go on to like the character selection when you want to get into the game and you can, I'll let you carry on from here. You get like the factions and stuff like yeah. that. And that's when you get into the game. I'll let you take over, Jans. Yeah, so basically after you've done what you've just said and you've set that up, it's then good to go. Like, yeah, hold you, on one you, second. If yeah. anyone out there is actually wants to play Breaking Point and get into it with us 
and they are getting stuck on it, just send me an email to extremepcuk at gmail.com and we can help you out or just add me on Steam as extremepcuk or Jay himself and we'll help you get into the game and help you set up because it is tricky. Yeah. Once, once you've done it once and you know how it works and the order you have to do it in, it yeah. makes it that much simpler for someone to then explain it to you. But for the first time, it's easy to get it wrong. Yeah, once it's set up, then, yeah, you just have your your launcher that you use specifically for that game. And once you load it up, you start the game by picking what faction that you want to be in. And there's quite a few that they've put in here. Because like, normally with games, you've got a faction. They'll have like two, three, maybe four. Yeah. And they're very distinct. Before, different before, you, before you go on to the factions, what I would say is in Armour 3, as you know, you just load, load into the game. You get set a spawn point and then you run around as that guy, don't you? Yeah. You know, that's it. This, yeah. we've got the factions. They've all got their own different abilities and they've got like extra stuff like one if you go as a hunter you get like a you can hold more than everybody else and like you you get all these different abilities with different ones so you have to look and go hmm should i be that should i be that but if your friend's playing with someone else you might have to kill him to get points yes yeah because yeah, you've got nine different factions all together so when you've got a server with 20 people on it yeah you you might have two of each faction on there so everyone is very different to each other but then every it, whatever faction you choose, you interact with the other people in different ways. Yeah. Because the factions you've got, you've got Ranger, Outlaw, Nomad, Hunter, Survivalist, an Engineer, Undead, and Independent. Yeah, I've got to be honest, though. Well, I always go for Hunter, and I actually told you to go Hunter as well, because yeah. a Hunter gets points, basically. He... You've got like a ranking system in this as well, like leaderboards. So you get 50 points or 25 points for doing the certain things that that faction tells you to do. And yeah. the hunter, the reason why I always pick him is because you can't go wrong. He's basically an arsehole, isn't he? You can kill anybody. You yeah. get points for gutting people. <laughs> yeah, it's basically you're like a, it's free for all for you if you're a hunter. Yeah. Like you can you do said, whatever you want. Yeah, it's like it, with the factions, you, you have kind of specific rules for your faction. And if you follow those rules you'll earn points quicker. And if you go outside of those rules, then there's consequences for it. So yeah. you kind of have to be allies with the other people that are in your faction. So if you're a yeah. ranger and you come across another ranger and you shoot him, you'll lose a lot of points for that. Because... Yeah, one thing as well, Jance, I, you, I don't think you got far enough into game to know this, but on the bigger map, because you've got some small maps and bigger maps and there's no maps, but on the bigger maps, if you, because you went in as a hunter, you won't know this, but if you go in as, say, a survivalist or uh, a nomad or something else, you actually have bases built for these people. So you can go to the area of that person and then you can become friends and meet people, talk to them and say, let's go together. Yeah, because a lot of this is making... Well, haven't you have allies already because your faction are your allies. But Apart from Hunter. Yeah, apart from <laughs> Hunter and Independent. Yeah, you really kind of have to team up with other people and help other people and you'll earn points for it so it's not just a case of being on there and being a nice guy to someone else yes like you actually benefit from doing that yeah it's like and... they've, they've put these different styles in there because it depends what type of style you play like you said jansen you want to be aggressive kill people you want action all the time mm. so the hunter suits you because you can go around and just kill everybody gut them make points and just be like haha just done you over but yeah. like, say you go in as a survivalist now, I've played it with a survivalist with Matt. We've done about two or three hours. A survivalist gains points. 
by just surviving. So you're, every 10 minutes, you'll rack up points or whatever. So all yeah. you've got to do is stay in the map and hide and yeah. you just keep racking up points. Yeah, that's it. it. It's more like a, a stealth, like yeah, but... unseen kind of character. Yeah, without someone and, killing you. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you don't interact with anyone unless you really have to. So you earn points by not interacting with people. Yeah. But yeah, like with the ranger, you're you're basically, I think that's just kind of an all-rounder. You're basically fighting against bad guys and your allies are other rangers. And if you're an outlaw... But with the ranger... Uh, is it the ranger that if you heal friends or, or whatever, you mm. will then get points for healing them? I think that's the ranger's job. Uh, he's like a policeman, isn't he? I think that's Nomad, isn't it? Because I'm not sure. And with... I think he gets points for killing bad guys, but he can't... See, now, with all the other factions, Hunter's the only one you can kill everybody. With the other yeah. factions, like, you'll be allowed to kill... Like, you won't be able to kill rangers because they're good, but you can kill bad guys. Mm. And But they've all got their own areas and specialities, so you have to pick wisely what you think is going to suit you. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the same, like, if you pick independent, it means that you don't really want to conform to any of these factions. You just want to be a bit of a loner, yeah, and then you go off, you do your own thing. So you're not even allied to other independents. Yeah. Um, But the other thing you've got on this, one of the factions is undead. So you're choosing to be a zombie, and the game has zombie AI in it. A lot of them as well, Yeah, and they're not broken. No, and... When we were playing that um, armor mod before and it had zombies in it and I was saying that they were just stupid and... <laughs> stupid zombies? <laughs> yeah, they're, all, and, they're like Mr. Blobby running around. Yeah, and they don't look like zombies. They don't act like zombies. And if they get close to you, they explode. And when you shoot them, gas comes out of them. And Yeah, yeah it just wasn't necessary for the game. It just... <laughs> I just thought it... it just I really liked them. That. <laughs> it was different. I, I felt like it, it didn't add anything to the game except annoyance i've got to put in as well jansen's like a proper movie buff and he knows everything about zombie films yes. so he knows his stuff when it comes to zombies <laughs> and if they don't fit and he says it they don't fit <laughs> yeah but that's why i just thought it almost seemed like an afterthought when they added that but with this one the zombies are a bit more realistic they look like they were other players who have died and come back because yeah. they're, they're dressed like normal people they move like normal people, but a bit slower. They make the zombie sound, so you kind of hear them coming from a distance. But when they see you, they will come for you, but they won't. They'll chase after you, but they're not sprinting at you. And no, they, they... They, but they come with hordes, though. They're not yeah. just like yeah, one or two. Yeah, that's the other thing is you they, shoot a they, gun. Yeah, they do spawn like every now and then, and you'll see one or two here and there. But then you might walk a little bit further, and then you spot one, and then you spot another, and then another. And then, like, yeah, that's because if you make a noise, it's, it's active to noise. So if you make a noise, like shoot a gun off, at, like say you've got a Makarov, and you shoot that one bullet at them, mm. then all of a sudden there'll be loads coming from behind houses, and they'll be like everywhere. Yeah. And you do have to run away in the end, because the, the, the amount of ammo on that, web, on that uh, server is not enough to be able to kill them with bullets all the time. No, and it you can take them down with one shot, but when you see a horde, there's there's way too many for you to just waste your ammo yeah. trying to take all of them out. And a lot of the time, when you search a zombie, they don't really have anything on them, so you couldn't even really kill them yeah. to collect stuff. I've found some with arm with bullets on before. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but it's very few and far between, though. Yeah. Also, in this game, what do you make of them? Have you got something else to say? Then, was you about to say something? No, that, I was going to say, yeah, that's it, like, for the factions. That's oh, like, right. pretty much all of them, yeah. 
I don't know if you if, if you know about this as well. Do you know about the clothing system? No. Because basically, because you, you'd obviously you'd have to get more deeper into the game for the amount of time you've played. Now you start off as a normal guy in your faction. Now say I'm the hunter, I'll start off in normal army gear with a normal vest and stuff like that. Yeah. Now you've got a point system, and this is what I love about this game so much. You've got something to progress to. You know, you get you get 25 points for shoot as a hunter. This is. You get 25 points for killing another player. You get, I think it's 50 points for gutting a player. So you get them extra points. Like one of them, one of the factions, you find sheep walking around. If you kill the sheep, you get points for that because that's their faction. Yeah. But as you gain points or lose points, now, as you gain points or lose points, basically, if you get a thousand points, you'll get a different outfit and you'll turn into, you'll get a new outfit with more stuff you can carry, better weaponry from spawn. And people from when they see you in the game, this is where you need to learn. This is what you need to learn in the game is what people are wearing because you've got nine factions with three different outfits each. So you see that you see that person that outfit and you think, oh, as a hunter you can kill him anyway. But if you were somebody else, you'd have to think before I shoot is that can I shoot him? Am I going to yeah. lose points? Am I going to gain points? But as you gain a thousand points, you will get a newer outfit and a perk. And if you become a person that you shoot your own team. Like, so, say I'm a ranger and I shoot another ranger, I will lose points. And if I go under zero, I will become an outlaw. And what will happen is I'll get blood all over me and I'll have a really horrible outfit on. So, if I'm a hunter, uh, a ranger in the game, and I see one of them with blood on, I think, I can't trust him, kill him. Mm. And then you get points because they're bad guys and you and then you get to kill them. Yeah. You know, which I thought was a really good part of the game it's really fought out because like i've always said about daisy they need to have some kind of skill system ranking system or like even have dog tags on people so if you die you can see how long the person's been alive in the server and stuff like that bit of information to to make you think that was worth it and this yeah. does give it that that sort of area you know yeah but um that's why i thought like by having so many different factions it gives you more to the game because yeah, you're not scope. yeah because as you're running around and you're shooting people, like we were saying, obviously, if you're a hunter, you kill anyone. But if you've picked another faction, you've really got to be careful about who you interact with and what you do when you do interact with them. And do you kill them? Do you help them? There's a like... lot of asses on there as well. So <laughs> you come in as, as a ranger and you meet another ranger and just bang, shoots you in the head. You're like, I've been alive for 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, if, like, if the guy did that to you, then obviously he'll there'll be consequences for him because he's yeah. killed another ranger. Yeah. But that that's the thing. That's what I like about it is that there is a lot of thought that's been put into this and it, it shows when you play the game because you get into it and the more you play it, the more you realize, oh, well, there's you this learn. and there's that. Yeah. And it's a learning curve. Yeah. And it's worth going on their wiki page to like just read through everything that's on there and You'll find all the sections. Yeah. Can I be honest? When you read that wiki page, did you actually think, bloody hell, there's a lot to this game. And I'm glad I've read it because it's just made the game me want to play it a hundred times more. Yeah, because it shows you what's available. Because when you start, you're basically starting with nothing. And you're building yourself up. But you don't really know what you're building towards. So you you probably think, well, I'll go around, I'll loot some stuff. I might find some new weapons, ammo... I might be able to find a new backpack, and you just kind of. I think kinda... I know what you're going to say next. What is it going to be about a weapon system? Oh no, I was just going to say like you when you go into it, you probably feel like it's very much like armor free, and 
at like, the start. Yeah, and that that's how you start out. And so you you probably think that's how it's going to progress. But then with this one, there's a lot more that's involved in it. But it goes yeah, well, a whole lot deeper. What I was going to say is, if you go on their wiki page now, a lot of people don't like to do this, but I was interested. And when I first read when I first played it, I got I read the wiki page, and I was really interested to see how deep the game actually goes. It's got so many more layers than Armor Free, so many more, and. I started getting into reading about it and I started reading about weapons because I thought, you know what, when I'm on the server, I always find a little Makarov, I always find like the 2-2 gun and and I think I was thinking, I see a lot of the same guns all the time, but every now and then I'd have a, a different gun and if you actually go on their wiki page and have a look here, Jansen, it will show you the rareness of guns and there is a whole lot of guns in this game. There's guns from old uh, armor, new armor. There's all sorts of different guns. And it tells you the ratio of the chance of you trying to find them. And some of the guns are so rare that you only see them once in like 10 maps or in so many hours. Mm. You know, so one person on the server might have that gun. And if you find it on him, you're like, yes, that gun's one that never comes up. It's proper rare. Yeah. You it's know? a bit like that uh, rifle that you had with the yeah. goat that was about a metre long. Yeah, I found a massive scope and it was mad because, like, this is a little story of us playing it. We was in the woods, three of us, me, Jansen and Matt, and uh, we hear a car. And in this, you've got vehicles, but if they get damaged, you have to find the plastic, find the wheels, find the fuel, find the fuel bottle, find the oil and so on. Helicopters as well, you find the rotors, find the glass panels to go in the side, find the fiberglass. It goes on like that and you have to find all of it and come back and forth to, to fix it. So, you, so you, some of you are protecting it why some of you are looking for bits and pieces. Also, why you've got all these different factions trying to do their own thing. So it's like really, really in deep. You really are worried the whole time you're in the game of who's about, ain't you? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've got this long-ass scope. It's about a metre long. I'm like, this scope's really good, boys. <laughs> I've only got... It's got no zoom in or zoom out. It's just fully zoomed in. So I'm like, we're in the trees and we hear a car. So I'm like, there's a car over there. So I just press the one button to go to scope. And I see this car just driving down the street. I shot the guy through the bush in the head, killed him. The car crashed. We repaired the car. Threw the other, you threw the other guy out. He dragged him out and threw him on the floor. Got the points for both of them. Nicked their car with all the gear in it. And then we drove off. And it was just like, that would be the sort of recording you would see on YouTube as a YouTube video, wouldn't it? Yeah. It was really, really good. It was like, and at that point, we got really into it. Yeah. But it, it was like the, the gun that you had, neither me or Matt, would have been able to shoot that guy from that kind of distance yeah. with the guns that we had. <laughs> but it does look quite funny because when you're carrying that gun, the scope is as long as like, the gun. Yeah, it looks like a telescope has been <laughs> put on top of your rifle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think that's that rare, that one. But you hmm. do get some real rare guns, like really, really rare, which you like big guns that you wouldn't even expect to see in Armour 3. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, carry on. Yeah, so another part of it is the buildings that you can do. And what you do is like when you're going around, you pick up blueprints and the blueprints will have like a list of the materials you need to build something. And it could be anything from a fridge to yeah. a, a safe where you can store stuff and buildings and everything is like everything you need to build, you have to find a blueprint for it first. Yeah. Well, what the objective is to find an actual house. Yeah, and then you can put all your stuff in your house. So when yeah. you're going around, you pick, you find a blueprint, and it will be like for a fridge. And then you think, well, what do I need a fridge for? But once you've <laughs> got your house, and you, you like you can start, put that in there. yeah, you you start furnishing your house with all the different 
blueprints that you find. Yeah, but before you do that, it's actually really, really hard, and there's not a lot of people have done it, because what you have to do, you get, I don't know if you've noticed this, Jansen, you get, like, crates in randomly around the map with smoke coming off, don't you? Yeah. And they have, like, guns and stuff in looting. But if you go to a building site area, I don't know if you've seen this, you will get a skip. And if you go up to that skip, it's all building equipment. And what you have to do is, in order to get your lock on your door the first time round, you have to have the blueprint for the lock, blueprint for the key code, and then you've got to find all the bits in to make that key code. So it might be like two concretes, one duct tape, you know, and you've got to get all of them. Problem being, you can't carry all of them at any one point. So you've got to sort of stash them somewhere or do something to be able to keep these all on you. Yeah, and that's when you can build safes. Yeah. And like storage, different types of storage. So there's different levels of storage you can get. Um, yeah. So you can have, I think a they pallet. call it, yeah, or they call it a stash and yeah. it's like a little lump on the floor or you can have like a key coded electronic safe and in the old school tumbler safe and things like that. But the more advanced the safe, the more you can store inside it. And you can even get like a, a military cache where yeah. you can probably store like a whole car in it and things like that. But yeah, it's like you, you have to find these blueprints to build any of those different things. Yeah, but then, and it is hard. Yeah, because as well, you've got to find the the materials to build it. So it's not just a case of find the blueprint and you can make it. That just enables you to be able to make it and tells you yeah. what materials you then need. But also, I didn't know if you noticed, Jansen, when you actually do get a lock on a door, only one person in that server can have a lock on that door. Mm. So you have to find a building that's suitable to take a lock on the door but what happens is once that door's closed, anything you put in there, so say you go around the server, you collect 10 guns, you put them in there in a stash, mm. it's persistent. So that will always stay on that server in that one. Mm. It doesn't disappear. It doesn't reset. It doesn't wipe. And your character, I didn't know if you know this either, your character, say I go into the first Altis uh, map, I choose a hunter. He will stay as a hunter in that server until I die. You can't change until you die. And if I go into another server, even though I'm gaining points on that server, if I go into another server and I kill someone in there with a different character, I will get points. So the whole thing's persistent. When you come out of the game, go back to the startup bit where the launcher is, it will tell you your overall progress for every single faction, the points you've got, how many kills you've got, how many zombies you've shot. It's got the whole stats persistent forever. So yeah. like, I played it, what, over a year ago, and now I played it now, and my settings are still there. I'm still on 480 points for killing people as a hunter. Yeah. So, you know, you could put it down and pick it up and do whatever you want, really, with it. Yeah, because that's good, because it means that it, it will give you the incentive to come back to it if you've left it for a while, because you know you're not going to come back and start from scratch. It's like, yeah. you know, all the work you've put into it is still going to be there when you come back. Yeah, and it is, it is enjoyable. Also, did you notice the maps? What about the maps? There's loads of them. You've got uh, Altis, you've got summer, First Summer... You've got Chinorus. There's loads of different maps on there which are not normally in Armour 3. And what they've done is, because this game's got its own like installation folders and all that, you don't actually have to go and download any extras. It's all there. You don't need to, to have any extra mods. Once you've got the mod, you've got everything. So it's just like... And one thing I've got to say, the servers are so smooth. With 50 people in the server, it's still perfectly smooth. I'm still getting over 100 frames a second, you know, per frame. Yeah, I didn't have any problems with it either. Even uh, on my slow PC, it was running smoothly. Yeah. It was really good. It's, and it's just, it's nice. When you've got the graphics power and that, to play a game like that, it's nice just to be in there. And when you move that mouse, it's so responsive, you know? Mm. 
really makes the game worth worthwhile. But yeah, I'll let you carry on, Jones. Yeah, well, another thing that you have in this is animals. And you get dogs and then you get other animals. Other animals are animal, like wild animals that you Forgot can, about the dogs. Yeah, that you can hunt and you can get points for and things like that. But with the dogs, dogs can be companions and... Dog meat. It, yeah, it's basically like dog meat. And they are Alsatians as well. Yeah. So it's like when you see a dog, they, they randomly spawn... And you get different types of dogs as well. Um, so when you see a dog, it might just be walking around. It might just be like sitting there. If you go up to it and you've got some raw meat, you can feed it the raw meat. And that's how you tame it. And then once it becomes your dog, you can then rename it. And it becomes your companion and it will follow you around. Yeah, you but, can set its uh, level as well. Yeah, so you can like make the dog passive. You can make it aggressive. If it's an aggressive dog, it will actually growl when other players are nearby. But the thing is, you, you have to look after the dog. It's not something that you just get and it just Do follows you? you around. Yeah, you, you have to feed it. You have to give it water. Like it can. So wait, you need responsibility in the game? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's like having a real pet. It's so not... worrying about all these factions to start with. <laughs> worrying about building and keeping your equipment on and cars and everything else. But now you've got to feed the dog. Yeah, that's it. Hey, you want me to buy this game, right? <laughs> you, you don't have to have a dog. Like, it, it's just an, an added extra. But it, when you do have it, you do have to be responsible for it. And it does get hurt as well. So you've got to heal it. Can but, we? Can yeah. we? If I run out of food, can I kill the dog and eat it? I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me. Do you know what? I th- do you know what? Deja vu. I swear I've said that on a podcast before about someone's dog. <laughs> what an actual dog yeah i can't remember or dog in a game i think it was dog meat we was talking about oh maybe <laughs> funny <laughs> but yeah i don't know i don't know if you can with this but i don't even know if like when you see it in the forest or wherever when you go up to tame it, it might just be sitting there i don't even know if you can kill it straight away if you didn't want to tame it or not because when i played i came up to a dog and i saw it there but i didn't have any raw meat to tame it and i thought like, I don't need to kill it or anything, so I just, like, carried on. Yeah. But, yeah, if if you like the whole companion thing, it does add a little extra because it will help you out. If you're, like I said, if there's someone, like, sneaking up behind you or whatever, the dog will growl because, yeah. like, it's sensing that someone's nearby. It takes nearby. down zombies as well, silently. Yeah. Yeah, so you can give uh, orders to it. You can call it to come to you. You can tell it to stay or you can tell it to track other animals if you want to hunt animals. But yeah, you can send it to take down a zombie and you don't have to use your gun. So silent. Yeah, because yeah, as soon as you shoot your gun, that's it. You get a swarm of zombies coming. That's just really annoying. Yeah. But so what's your, overall, what are you thinking of this game? Yeah, I like it. Is it? I, I've always said it's a massive, massive improvement over um, Armour 3. Yeah, because with Armour 3... I really wasn't feeling it, and with all the hype that you lot were giving it, I, I personally, yeah, didn't believe us. I, I expected a bit more from Armor Three, but now that I'm playing this mod, breaking point, yeah, it's it's actually a bit more enjoyable for me because it's more like the type of game that I want to play. Yeah, because but, I'm I'm not into Sims. But so... the thing is, you've got two choices as well, because when you get into the game, you can be that, that bloke that plays in a massive open world on Altis where you don't see no one for a week, and then when you do see someone, you get the points, 
and you spend the time gathering goods and building your house and stuff, you can be that person on that map. But then if you get bored of that, you can jump into First Summer, which is a tiny map, and you can have more like Call of Duty where you're shooting people every five minutes. Yeah. So you've got the, the like scope to go big or small however you want. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing like I was gonna say, like with Armor Free, I feel like that's like a war simulator. And that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. But that that's what I'm saying. And that's that's why Not it you. kind of puts me off that because you don't like that. it's they're trying to make it so realistic that it then becomes boring because you're in a town and it's like a ghost town. There's yeah. me, you and Matt and maybe Aaron and even Downrange and we're in this town and that's it. There's no one else. And then you might see one other person and all we're doing is going from building to building, doing a bit of looting. Then we get in a car, we drive along, we hit a bump, the wheel falls off. And at that point, I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to bed. <laughs> because we're playing yeah, it. Yeah, I have like... to get out and fix the bloody wheel. <laughs> yeah, and it, we're playing it at like one o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking... Am like, I wasting my time here? Yeah, I could be in bed and I'm playing this game and I'm just not enjoying it. Yeah. But saying that, it's not a bad game. It's just, it's not for me. But yeah. it's it's just, I get bored too easily when there's nothing going on. Well, that's the thing. What we were saying earlier about different game types, like me, I like to play indie, play different games, little games, and how our uh, hands likes the AAA. That was what we said about you. You're the arcade man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fast pace. Yeah. That's your area. But yeah, breaking point. I really enjoy it. Hands, you need to get on it with us because you will really enjoy it. I know you will. And uh, you will. You've got to try it because it's more about the team. You really, every every extra player you get in your team really makes a difference. If I play on my own, I feel scared. Like people around me, I'm going to get shot. Bang, out of nowhere. I couldn't even see them kill me. But with three of you, you're constantly on the lookout. Like they're looking behind each other. You know, every extra person. And it gives you that advantage as well. If we get a team of five of us on there, we can go into the middle of the town and do what we want. People are going to run away from us when they see five of us in that town. A bit like Daisy Woods. You know, so it gives you that. Sorry? We're vigilantes. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's really, really is good like that. You know, you walk in, quick, let's grab these bits, let's get out, put them, stash them. All right, let's go back in and get some more. You know, it does become a really good game. I really, yeah. really enjoy the game. Yeah, because it is a good team player game, isn't it? It's yeah. like, when you get into this, it is good having, like, a team with you because you can all work Feel together yeah. Yeah, to get the job done. Other games like this, you can just go in single player and do whatever little mission you want to do. But this one, you do... It's hard do, without yeah, a team. Yeah, you do benefit from having a team working together. Yeah, that's something else I was going to say as well. In this, you've got um, a section on your, on your launcher, not actually in the game, but on your launcher for Legion. And that is to have your own Legion. And we've got one for Extreme PC UK. And if anyone wants to get in it, feel free. You gain points together and it tells you all your stats and it ranks you lot in your own like group and it's persistent again. So say I just randomly jump into a server and Jansen's in that server, it will show me on the map already so I know he's there. So it's just constant. It's always there, you know. But yeah, breaking point. I think we spoke enough about it and uh, just a really, really good mod. Do you know what? I'd even go as far to say that the mod's better than the game, Armour Free. I would say that. Yeah, because they've put so much... Do you know what? I don't know 100% about it, but when we first got Breaking Point, it was uh, a mod that came out and it was free. And then it got it went to, to paid DLC, like sort of thing. You had to pay for it. And I'm not 100% sure. I can't put my finger on it and uh, like don't take it 100% because I'm not sure if it is. 
But I think when Steam, because there was this big hoo-ha on Steam, weren't there, about people selling DL, like, if you made your own workshop item, you could sell it on there. And it went live for a couple of weeks, and then they took it off. And I think what it was, because people was putting rubbish on there, selling it, people were paying for it, and then complaining about how crap it was, and they want their money back. And so Steam brought out a policy where they weren't allowed to sell any custom like workshop stuff. And because this is uh, in the workshop as a download, I think that's why it's now free again. And a lot of people think it costs 20 quid, but it doesn't. It's free. It's a free mod, but you just yeah. have to get it from Breaking Point's website. Yeah. So if you've been told it's 20 quid and you're put off by it, go to the Breaking Point, set up a thingy, you'll get in. You don't have to pay for it anymore. That is Breaking Point. Really good game. We'll probably plan a bit of that later on after this if anyone wants to get in. Right, I think that's about it, isn't it? We're moving on to the uh, community section. A lot of games there. We've been talking a lot about games today. So, uh, on to the community and extras. Right, first off, I'd like to say our game of night on Tuesday went really well. Didn't expect, like, hundreds of people in. We only expected, like, up to about 10, 15 people in. And we got about 10 people, and we was playing Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Um, what we did, because what we do in our game of nights now, every Tuesday, if the community, if any of you out there want to play a game or you like a game, just send in to ExtremePCUK at gmail.com and... Uh, what game you like to play and we'll set that up for a game of night and what we do is we give away games on these game of nights and it gets the community working together and we really will enjoy it now it was our first game of night tuesday just gone and i really enjoyed it jansen was a bit late at an emergency and hans you enjoyed it didn't you apart from us getting caned yeah i'm, I'm used to getting caned because <laughs> we did do csgo uh, we've done csgo uh, counter-strike and we've done a private room and we got up to about 10 people in there and literally we all fought it out and i gotta say Two of the people that came in, which was called, one was called the president and one was called, was it Naja? Yeah. They absolutely ripped us to pieces. They already had all their medals and that for being really good. And I've got to be honest, Counter-Strike for me is a casual game. I like to play, have a laugh with my mates. Now, these are serious gamers. And they ripped us to pieces. They even went to the extent of uh, only using handguns against us whilst we was using our rifles and that. <laughs> and they were still tripling our score. And it says a lot for us in uh, Counter-Strike, but... Yeah, it was a really good game tonight. We all had a laugh. There was a lot of laughs going on. You know, people was really enjoying the like the playing together. We met a few new characters. So for me, I actually think Jansen that that is much better than the competition we had before. It really yeah. did work out, even yeah, though it turned up as it finished. Yeah, I know. It's like I, yeah, I, I got on as you guys literally just finished. But <laughs> the thing is, when I got on, obviously not being a part of it and coming on at the last minute. The enthusiasm that all of you had after it had finished showed me straight away. Yeah, obviously this was a, a success. And like, yeah, I was a bit like, yeah, a bit annoyed that I, I wasn't involved. But yeah, I'll definitely be in the next one. Yeah, now that's cool, man. That's cool. It was a good night. Really enjoyed it. And we, the president won by far. He caned everybody. He, I think he was playing with his eyes closed as well. And he still came yeah, us all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hans was texting me on the side going... We look silly. I'm getting caned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was quite funny. I was, I was like, look, dude, you can't be good at everything. Hey, I said it was chicken killing simulator 2016. Yeah, hand actually <laughs> took, yeah, because Jansen, in Counter-Strike, you can kill chickens to get one point, mm. and then you get so many points for killing human players. He was running around just killing chickens because he couldn't kill anyone. <laughs> yeah, hey, I got like 60 points. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was the president, so... We've got also in our Steam group, you can select Gamer of the Week and all that, yeah? So the president, you are now Gamer of the Week for this whole week until next Rest. Tuesday because you won. You won them games, which uh, I'd like to say thank you. I'd like to say thank you to everybody who got in the game of night. Anyone listening, get into our game of night on Tuesday. It starts about 8 o'clock. Get into the gamer room on the, in our uh, team speak 
The details are all on our Steam group, Extreme PC UK. Just sitting there at 8 o'clock. About half past 8, we'll get, we'll get the game going. And you can even choose the game. This week, I'm thinking we're going to be doing Armour Free and we'll do a private mission. So however many of us get in, we'll do a mission to do with that. Or we could do Battle Royale, where it's like the Hunger Games. Everybody against everybody. You spawn in, you fly down in your uh, parachute, you land, you have to find some weapons. And the map procedurally gets smaller and smaller and smaller until you're in a little town. And you just fight out. Last man standing is going to win the games. But we'll do that. We always sort of... We have a guideline of a game, which is going to be Armour Free this week. But we can change it if we get some like people ringing in saying we want this or we want that. We don't mind changing it. But yeah, this week, the games we're going to give away is going to be Her Story and Missing an Interactive Thriller. Because we reviewed them a couple of weeks back. And we think they're really good games that are different. And yeah, we're just going to give them away whoever wins this week's like community gaming week. So anything you've got to say about the uh, community gaming week? Yeah, Tuesday. I stink. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need well, to just get to let, free. Let, let everyone know as well that we're not in the running for winning the competition. Yeah. So it, it's guests only. Okay, yeah, yeah anyone on the podcast, yeah, we won't win. Running, do you really think we, should, we would have won? but you never know armor free you know it's a game we play quite a lot so we might be a bit better off this week like i said everybody's got their own game they like to play in so hopefully this week we can do a bit better but yeah like they both just said if what say i was to win the competition i won't count it'll only be people out of the podcast that can do it so don't have to worry about us but yeah this week it'll probably be armor free if anyone's got any other games they'd like to play for the for the week on Tuesday, let us know. Send the email in and we'll try and do that. Moving on from the com- from the uh, competition, next I'd like to talk about our Empyrean server. First off, <laughs> listen to him. Look, do you Have a ju- nap. Hands, listen to this. <laughs> do you realise how big our Empyrean server is? I can neither confirm nor deny. It's one of the biggest servers on the server list. That's what I'm about to say. I've got to say thank you for the community because it's the community that are keeping that server alive. There's 16 people on there right now and it goes up daily to about 25. And if you go into the server list on Empyrean, you don't get more than five people on a server. And you know that, Jansen, don't you? You've seen the server mm. lists. Yeah. You know, apparently in, out of all the UK servers, there's only two, me and another one that's got like a big server going. And apparently our one is pretty stable and, and people are really enjoying it. Now, like I said, I've got to say thank you to all the community members that are playing it because I've got to be honest, they are giving me such good feedback. Every day I get a couple of people coming on here, new people as well, talking about the server, talking about what's going on in the server, who's doing what, we need to update this, you need to change that. And I'm just very grateful that these people are doing that because I'm not actually playing in the server at the moment, so I don't know what's going on. One of the issues we've got in the server at the moment is so busy, we've had about 300 people come in and out over the last month, and it's so busy that you can only have up to 99 cores on any one planet. And there's like 22 playfields. So that's 100 people in each playfield you can have. But when you spawn in, you can only start building on the first base because you haven't got the, the spaceship to go to another planet. So I've got a lot of people ringing in saying that they can't make another core because it says, sorry, 99 cores have been used on this planet. You can't make another one. So they can't even make a core to get a base or a spaceship to fly out. Now, I am working hard on the first idea I came up with was to move the spawn point to another planet because now I've got the capabilities of making new planets. So what I was going to do, my first idea was to move the spawn point. So that that planet's full up with people. They're all live. They're all playing. Move the spawn point to a planet on the other side of the galaxy and new people will come in. There'll be another hundred slots. 
they can start building over there. They're not even going to know that across the galaxy there's like another 100 people. So it gives that sense of adventure and it'd be really good. But the problem I've got is there's nowhere in the game I can find at the moment to change a spawn point. So that's something we're going to have to sit tight and hope they put into the server configuration in a little while because there's going to be a big update. Next idea we've come up with, and I need the community to get back to me on this, is to have a purge day. Now, what a purge day is, if you've seen the film, The Purge, it's basically for a certain amount of time on one day, anybody can do what they want. So the, the server at the moment on that planet is PvE. So we're thinking about turning it PvP for a couple of hours every month. And what that will do is all the players that are still current, they will have their bases fully gunned up, manned up and ready to go. Yeah, the players that don't have come in, built a little base, put a core down and left, they will get looted and they will get taken out. The cores will get taken, freeing up more cores for new players to come in. Now, this is good in a way and bad in a way because it's good because it clears the cores out and lets new players that are interested in playing. And most of the people come in, they play for more than 200 hours, you know, but it's bad for the people that have got little bases and haven't got enough resources to man up yet and get their stuff sorted because they might get taken out. But the community is 50-50 on that at the moment. So at the moment, we're going to sit tight until the next update comes out. They say it's going to be really, really soon. And they say it's going to have a lot of server config. So hopefully this will bring the new spawn because that's what I really want to do. But at the time being, we're just going to have to sit back. What do you think on it, Jance? Um, Yeah, because I was saying before, like I think the purge day will work, but I think it will piss oh. off a lot of people. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. it's like you'll... You'll put a date, a time in the date, and not everyone will be able to get online at that time to defend themselves. Yeah, because there's not even a way to have um, a, like a message that comes up hourly or anything. You can't do that yet. No. And so that's why someone's going to put loads of hours into their base and whatever. Yeah. And then they'll come back and they'd be completely looted. And it might put them off coming back and starting again. Yeah. And it's it's it will be a bit hit and miss. Some people might be like, yeah, I'm up for it. Like, yeah, for the hardcore uh, players. Yeah, they'll, they'll be like armed to the teeth and they're like, yeah, bring it on. Yeah. But yeah, other people probably like the fact that it's PvE and they don't want that kind of conflict. Yeah. So that's why it, it will be split. It will be kind of 50-50. Yeah, so, so that's why I'm thinking maybe that's a good idea to do it, but maybe we need to hold off and... It'd be so much better if I could just move the spawn point because we could have the planets like, and what I would do is every time I moved the spawn to a new planet, I'd create a new planet so that there's a new, there's the same amount of three planets in there, but you just got new spawn points, you know, but I just, like I said, I can't find a spawn point. Another option I'm thinking of doing as well is because I can put planets in, apparently it's pretty buggy when you put a new planet in, but if I could, we could do like a little competition and as the prize or as people who are progressing in the game, they can earn their own planet so they can put their title, the colours, the water levels and stuff like that of that planet. I think that'll be quite a good... Because at the moment, we're looking for ideas. We need to make our server different from the rest, you know? We need to take it up a notch. And I think these are the things we need to do to keep this going. Because I know you don't believe me, Hans, but this server is popular. Out of all the Imperium servers, I it's one of the most you popular. I believe popular. <laughs> I never said that. And, he's uh, just not interested. He's not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to your driving wheel. <laughs> but yeah... So that's, no that, there's an update coming in the next couple of days. So we're going to wait for that, see how that goes. And maybe next week we'll talk about, we might have a totally different idea by next week and we'll see how that goes. But yeah, the Imperial server's going strong. Thank you to everybody who's in it. It's massive. Get in there. If you like Imperial, get in our server. Friendly. We've got TeamSpeak. You've got your own room in TeamSpeak for different people. 
people are enjoying it, get in. And that's pretty much it about the Bantamshire server. Right, anything else you wanted to say about the community, Jansen? Yeah, I wanted to add something about my company, Black Memory. Anyone who doesn't know what it is, I design and print posters of all different movie and famous quotes. Looking into expanding from just the A4 prints, and I'm setting up at the moment to have novelty mugs and larger size prints. So at the moment, I've got all the equipment. I'm just yeah, because you was A4 size before, but now you've moved up to like A3, haven't you? Yeah. So basically, it was always on a just a plain white A3 260 GSM card. Now I'm going to upgrade it to 300 GSM for a bit more thickness, a bit more quality, and now I'll be able to offer A4 and A3 sizes. The A4 comes in a board-backed envelope, so it's all protected. Uh, the A3s will come in a tube, so they're completely protected. And what I'm is... gonna... Go on, sorry. Yep. No, go on. I was just going to say, what is your website name now, the actual URL? Okay, it's blackmemory.co.uk. Because you was on eBay before, an eBay shop, but now you're set up, aren't you? I just had the eBay shop, and it, it was okay for the time, but... Whilst yeah. I was taking your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I thought, well, yeah, I'll just I'll just have the, my own website now. But I've still got the eBay shop and it's still quite popular. But yeah, obviously now the place to go is the website. And now that I've kind of expanded, I thought, well, let's get into like some other stuff. And now what I'm going to do is all the prints that I have already are now going to be redesigned to go on white mugs and it's going to be an 11 ounce white mug they're going to be like dishwasher microwave safe so high quality mugs and they come like in their own boxes as well i can just imagine you in your house with all these different things going on posters everywhere everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's going to be yeah this room is going to be full of printers and everything going off walking down the street do you want a mug But, but yeah, um, he's, he's, if you haven't checked him out, check out his website because he, the, the images, I know it probably sounds to you guys at the moment like he's just like trying to reel off that he sells mugs and he sells posters. But if you actually go and have a look at his posters, they are really, really good designs. And if you ever see our competition posters or anything for like Extreme Peace UK, if it's really, really good and detailed, sometimes you'll realise that that's Jansen's quality of picture. He makes really, really good posters, man. Yeah, thanks. Like, no, they are really, really, you put a lot of uh, effort into, and like the, the de- designs on them and that, your view, or what's the word for it? Like your vision vision comes out on the paper. Like a lot of people in the community have bought them off him and they're only cheap. And they're like, yeah, man, I'm really happy with what you've done. I really like this poster. So check it out. And then, and that just, that's all you need to say, Jansen, man. When they see your work, they'll, they'll understand. Yeah, well, hopefully, because the mugs aren't on the website yet, hopefully all the new stuff will be up and running by the end of this month. But even if you check out the website now and you see something on there you like and you think, well, I wouldn't mind that in a larger size or on a mug, then, yeah, if you check back by the end of the month, hopefully it will all be set up 100% ready to go. And as well, I'm not going to just, like, cheap out and shrink the print down to a mug size and put it on the mug. I'm actually going to redesign it so it fits the mug like, I like that properly. Word. You're not cheaping out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. not going to cheap out. Nah, I'm going to put the time and effort mug. in. I'll give you a mug. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can even have a mug on a mug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as well, customised as well. So if there's something you want and you want a message on the mug or you want your name on it or something like that, then that's something that can easily be done because they're all everything is made to order. I don't hold any stock. So if you see uh, a person wanted um, a Paris fo- uh, poster that I do and the Eiffel Tower is in pink and uh, a woman asked me like if I could have if she could have that in red because she's buying it for a friend did you go down that's far too hard I can't do that (laughs) but yeah (laughs) it's an extra 10 quid (laughs) but yeah I I didn't charge her anything for it and yeah she was happy with it it's can you do me a mug in a mug in a mug in a mug and a mug and then a little picture on that yeah I will actually do that for you. Yeah, I'm gonna get. You're making me some extreme PC UK mugs anyway. Anyone wants a mug? Let me know. Yeah. So yeah, some extreme PC merch coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> bye. <laughs> right. That's enough about Jansen's mugs. <laughs> <laughs> Your mug. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah. First off, I'd like to say uh, we haven't got no questions this week. We had such big, long, good questions last week, and this week we got none. You know, yeah. I really enjoyed last week's questions. I love questions, especially about hardware and stuff like that. So if anyone's got any questions out there about hardware, about overclocking, about graphics, anything you want, builds, let us know. Send your uh, emails into extremepcuk at gmail.com or you could do it on Twitter or Instagram. It's all extremepcuk and we will get them in next week's show. So give us some of your best questions. Secondly, iTunes reviews. We love iTunes reviews. I tell you every yeah. time, but we've got none of them either. If you have sent an iTunes review in and it's not coming this week, it will come at the end of the month if you're in a different country. So just bear with us. And uh, that's pretty much it. I'd like to say anybody that uh, buys on Amazon, if you wouldn't mind, it would help out our show. Go to our website, extremepcuk.co.uk. And uh, pretty much we've got a link on there. Click on that. You go to Amazon, buy as normal. A percentage of what you buy, um, they give us a percentage back to the show to upgrade our stuff and basically to get us a bit further in the podcast and make more stuff. Anyone that has bought off of there, I much appreciate it. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. If anyone needs any quotes or anything, because obviously I have a computer, building computers for my living and that. If anyone needs any uh, upgrades, personal builds, mod upgrades, case upgrades, anything to do with PCs or whatever, let me know and I can let you know the prices and stuff. They're also on my website as well. We are, we are very competitive and uh, I think that's about it really, ain't it? Yeah, I think that's everything. That would bring us yep. to the end. Yeah, we're just looking forward to... I'm looking forward to Imperium next week or this next update, to be honest with you. So, and I'm also looking to ch- forward to Tuesday. Jansen, I think on live air, you need to promise that you're going to be there. Yeah, I promise I will be there. Otherwise, you're a <laughs> mug. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. That's it for this week. But we'll be back next week. It was a bit uh, sketchy halfway through the, the podcast today, but yeah, you know what it's like. We're not professionals, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoyed it maybe we'll have downrange on again next week you've got to give him the benefit of doubt he's a uh, only young young downrange and uh, he was trying his hardest so cheers for coming on downrange i know you're still in the yeah, chat thanks. i'll see you all later thanks see for listening next week. bye bye Dream.